This is Brian Setzer wishing Howard, Robin, and all the Stern Show listeners a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hit it! Orchestra doing this little Great American Nightmare version for your listening pleasure this morning right here at WMBC. Brian Setzer. It's a mashup. There you go. Listen, man, these guys can play. Hey, oh. Hi, oh. I remember when uh, Brian Setzer. I remember he used to scare me because he was in the stray cats and he looked real like he looked tough you know like uh like fonzie but but like real you know right and uh, he wasn't I, mentoring richie <laughs> right yeah he wasn't yeah he wasn't with richie cunningham and oh i don't mean to interrupt go ahead yeah hey Brian Setzer was in the Stray Cats. That was, uh, you remember the Stray Cats. Of they used course. to do uh, Rock This Town. They were good. And then he left the Stray Cats to do the Brian Setzer Orchestra. And I was like, whoa. There's a, that was maybe the weirdest thing ever that he left the Stray Cats to do, to do this. It was like a complete career turnaround. Anyway, talented guy. Thank you, Brian Setzer and the Brian Setzer Orchestra. I think those guys are on tour. Do I have that right, guys? Hey, oh, quack, quack. Tour? Yes. I got a yes. Big yes. Silent yes. Quack, quack. Uh, a hell of a musician, Brian Setzer. How nice. How did we get him to do the opening to the show? That was a big deal. Three-time Grammy Award winner, Brian Setzer. Look at us. Quack, quack. Hello? Anybody answering? No, those guys are tuned into, I think, Mad Dog Russo. They're they're talking about sports because the Giants won a game. Uh, What was the story? How did we get Brian Setzer? So we're 
Yes. Hey. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Happy Happy holidays. Um. Quack, quack. So we we've been doing these mashups since 2018, I think. Quack quack. And um, we're always looking quack. at who's coming up to Sirius. We get the talent lists. We saw All that right, Brian Setzer. Yeah. Thank you. You All asked. Right, All right. Thank Good you. Bye bye. Get out of here. Now. Quack, 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 quack. Just ruining quack, quack. the story. We can't <laughs> even duck. pay attention to you. Whenever someone starts talking, just say quack quack and you lose interest. Quack 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 quack. Who cares? Shut up. I want you. You're stepping on the duck. Big day for Fred Norris. Later in our show, Pat Monahan of Train. Talk about a talented dude. He's going to stop by. He's got a copy of the new Ralphie song. A real serious. Fred composition that he collaborated with Pat Monahan of Train, and uh, it's a real tearjerker from what I'm hearing. And now, so, can you tell me, quack quack, quack quack, <laughs> a real tearjerker, quack quack, how this collaboration, <laughs> quack quack, happened? Uh, well, here's Derek to tell you how we got Pat Monahan, <laughs> quack quack, quack quack, quack quack, quack quack. I miss in the morning. Quack quack. That was his shtick. He had a quack quack. He knew not to talk over quack quack. Dude made serious cash. The serious piece of change in this business doing quack quack. You know, I work way too hard. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you how it happened. Fred wrote it, and the the guys came to me and they said Fred wrote this serious song about Ralph. I go, really? Let me listen to it. And uh, Fred says he, want, he he would like to see somebody sing it. So I went, hmm, who could we ask? Well, geez, if, if when it comes to a sensitive song, I mean, you know, Pat Monahan's the guy, and he's a pal. So uh, the guys contacted Pat, and it, and by coincidence, and, and really this is amazing, he is in New York for two days. Or three days, you didn't I don't know. know how that when this no. started. No, we just called him and he said, I have to be in New York. I'm in a recording studio for two days. Send over the song. Let me hear it. Wow. And that was it. Same way we got Metamucil Man done. When uh, we, we approached uh, Adam Duritz of the Counting Crows. We said, would you do it? And he goes, oh, you know, I don't, the band's not. We, uh, we gave him backing track and everything. And Adam went in the studio and sang it. And, uh, you know, many people think those are the Counting Crows, the whole band doing the Metamucil Man, but it's our guys playing and wow. Adam Durrett singing. Yeah, no, we got a bunch of talented people with music. And like I said with Fred, you never know what's going to move Fred. You can't ask Fred to do anything. He's either going to do it or he isn't. And uh, he, um, he, su he surprised me. He was moved by Ralphie's death. And uh, there he is. That Look it at was. Him. Look at yeah. him, triumphant. Fred. Yeah. Fred is wonderful. the... It was two Fred's like the grim... Two o'clock on a Wednesday morning, and I couldn't sleep. It came into my head. Then I went back to sleep. I came in. Sal and Richard were uh, buffing each other's ass for the pre-show before they did their uh, caroling into the balls. So I went into a conference room and wrote some lyrics. Fred is like the Grim Reaper. He <laughs> uh, he waits for people to die, and then he gets motivated. But anyway, I don't, I don't let's to talk too much. I, I would actually uh, like to talk more about it, but I think we should wait. Until Pat Monahan delivers the yeah. song, which will be at eight o'clock, and we have to get into quick conversation with Pat because Pat's uh, also doing w one of these morning shows. So he's going to drop the song off, say a quick hello, play it, and get out of here because he's got uh, a bunch of commitments. But we'll talk to him and Fred 
about this new exciting Glimmer well, Twins we team. Quack, quack. And we'll quack, quack while Fred and uh, Pat Miley are quack, quack, quack. quack. Huh? Would you guys write this song? Quack, 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 quack. Quack, 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 quack. I did get serious yesterday. I mean, uh, I don't do want to be. You haven't had serious all this time. You couldn't. No, <laughs> I got, you know, that's funny. You say you haven't had serious. I was online and I'm reading, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm online on, I guess on, uh, on Instagram or something. I don't remember exactly what I was doing. And the famous composer, Billy Stritch. For some reason, it popped up on my feed. I don't follow Billy Stritch. But he was complimenting the fact that uh, he heard pieces of the Barbara Streisand interview that I had done and that he liked it, but he doesn't have he doesn't have serious sex. I mean, he only wishes he did so he could hear the whole interview. So I was like, Billy Stritch, that's a name I know. I mean, he's a famous guy. He worked with Liza Minnelli. You know, he's a he's a very famous yeah. guy. So I I um I I uh, called our team and I said, hey, get, let's send the link to Billy Stritch so he could hear the Barbara Streisand interview. So I did. I did an act of kindness yesterday, and I was very proud of myself. People said, oh, that's very kind of you. And Billy Stritch evidently was very excited to receive a link. Ah. Now normally I make people pay to get serious them when you send a link. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Billy Stritch, we gave him a complimentary copy of the interview. Isn't that nice of me? I just want to say that another is reason. Very nice. Another reason I topped the Howard 100 list yesterday. Uh, that kind of act of kindness. Your I'm a very sensitive guy. Yes. My <laughs> generosity has to be noted on this show. I was telling Beth about uh, a Howard 100, the top 100 people of the year who helped the show and blah, 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 blah. And she goes, well, who was number one? I said, me. <laughs> and I said, because I saved your life with an EpiPen. And she goes, really? You're number one? I go, that's right. Where else will I top a list? I'll never be on uh, the, the number one on the Times, the, the Time magazine list. So why Most not here? Influential people. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm sitting here thinking that, you know, most times when you hear about a celebrity saving someone, they make it a stranger, not yeah. someone in their family. Well, you know, heroism comes in all. <laughs> I, I, you talk about heroism. I heard the wackiest Donald Trump speech. This morning on, uh, I was watching, uh, MSNBC. The, they had a, uh, they just were showing a speech of his, uh, recent speech. And Trump was talking about, uh, how he went on stage with uh, Hillary Clinton, you know, to debate her when he was running right after that video came out of him, a grabbing women by the pussy video. Right, right. So, uh, anyway, he, Trump was on stage talking to his followers. I couldn't believe it. He said they they he was talking about heroism. He says, you know, I was talking to a very smart general, wonderful general, one of our generals. Because, you know, a lot of generals who don't agree with him are idiots. But this one was a smart oh, one. Oh, yeah. He's he never goes, found a smart person who disagrees no. with him. This was shocking to me. He goes, because I, I, I figured everyone in this in the in the auditorium would have walked out when they heard this story he's telling. He goes, I must tell you this story. I was speaking with a very, very good general, very, very good, excellent general. And he said to me, sir, he always says that everyone calls him, sir. He said to me, sir, I must say I have fought in war and I've had people on my left 
and people on my right being gunned down and killed. But the bravest thing I've ever seen is when you went on stage with Hillary Clinton and debated her after uh, <laughs> after the you know the Access Hollywood video came. He was complimenting himself on being the bravest person this general had ever and seen. And did this general have a name? It yes. Very... Oh, he did? It was General Electric. Uh, you ever heard of him? <laughs> you heard of him? <laughs> I just met... Ladies and gentlemen, I just met the bravest man in history. Who was it? Me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a crazy he speech. makes up this story, you know, like and a general, a great general. Said general Mills. He also invented the Cheerios in between his service to this country. And meanwhile, Ron DeSantis, who never criticizes Donald Trump, I, I, but was in the military and served our country. I think he finally like tweeted or something and said, geez, that's not bravery, dude. That's just like that's baseline what you got to do when you're uh, running for office. You have to debate. Going on stage isn't a brave thing. But, uh, you know, I don't know what's going on, but. I found that quite amazing piece of tape. I mean, it's wow. Oh yeah, and, but you never know the never you never know the name of the general. It's like um, that's why I'm saying it's a made up story. The general doesn't have a name. Oh yeah, it was General Tso. You ever hear of him? <laughs> Heard of it? Heard of it, Robin? General Tso, very Tso. famous general. Chicken, chicken, <laughs> chicken was named yeah. after him. I think you, you know, invented chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I see a lot of this. There's a lot of you, you know those two nudniks. I don't know their name, Amy, and it's a. It was the anchor people who fell in love on air. On they do they did morning television. What's their names, Robin? I don't uh, remember his. But I wrote her, it down because yeah, this is a good point. Her. This is a perfect point. You guys will love this. This drives me fucking crazy for about fifty-seven different reasons. They were that famous that I should know their names. Amy Roback and T.J. Holmes. Okay, so the story is. As far as I can tell, again, I'm not going to go in the weeds with this, but Amy Roback, who's really hot, and T.J. Holmes is really hot. They were two hot-looking, good-looking people who hosted ABC Mornings. You know, like after the real guys, like George Stephanopoulos do the show. Like by hour three, those guys are burned out, and they well, put they these two on. they don't do what the um, uh, Today Show does. They don't roll it out immediately. They have that oh. live break with Kelly and her husband, and oh. then this comes on. Oh, wow. What a morning. Anyway, you know how it goes. Like, I, I don't watch morning television anymore. I'm pretty well out of it. I'm like officially the old guy. Like, I'm not like I'm so old. I'm not even like, like freaking out that um, uh, this is how old I am. I'm not the least bit excited about Grand Theft Auto 6 coming out. Like, <laughs> the world is going berserk for Grand Theft Auto yeah, this 6. this is supposed to be a blockbuster. I've never seen, I never it's, saw it's one huge. through five. <laughs> well, five made $8 billion the last one. I mean, it's fucking insane. It costs like $250 million. only people who haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah, but anyway, I, let me get back to this because it sort of ties in with, like, people who say, yeah, I, I was speaking with the general, but you never know the name or anything like that. But anyway, uh, a, you know, I don't need Grand Theft Auto. I grew up in the worst neighborhood ever on Long Island, possibly in the country. There was I saw enough Grand Theft Auto going on in my neighborhood. I, you know what I mean? I, I don't need that. But anyway, Amy Roback and T.J. Holmes. It's a fascinating story. I never fully understood it. The two of them both married to different people. 
Yet they were on the morning show. They evidently fell in love and began fucking and cheating on their spouses, I guess. <laughs> Excuse me. And then ABC had to fire them. Why they had to fire them, I don't know. People fall in love at work. I mean, okay, it sucks for their spouses. It doesn't say much for their commitment to marriage and all that. You can get all moral on it. But it was distracting to the show. The show's there. Was it? It's supposed to be an informative show. Oh. You know, uh, they have experts on and so forth and so on. (laughs) And everybody just wanted to watch these two mooning at each other. No, fair enough. I mean, okay, I didn't really follow the story. So if I'm wrong on the... Well, you know, gee, it was distracting me from hearing about the news. Uh, so be it. In other words, if, if if the world found out, Robin, that you and I are actually fucking and that uh, Beth and I are lo- no longer together, do you feel it would distract from the show to the point that people would have to stop no. listening? No, see, on our show, yeah. that would improve ratings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, then bend over, for Christ's sake, and let me do my business. But I, uh, so Amy Roback and TJ Holmes were the hosts of this hour on ABC, and somehow they they couldn't keep their hands off each other, and everyone found out that they were fucking, and they got they had to get divorced from their you know anyway. So for a while it was like, oh, I wonder where Amy Roback and TJ Holmes will end up. What TV show? Meanwhile, they never got another TV show. Nobody gave two shits about them. They were lucky to have that other job in the first place. So what are they out promoting now? They're out promoting a podcast. You see, in I the old that. days, yeah, in the old days when you lost your job in media, that was the end of it. You had to go work you at McDonald's. Yeah. You disappeared. Now everyone announces a podcast. You mean? And what are they going to talk about? Themselves? <laughs> well... On the podcast, this is why I'm bringing it up. I know I'm, I'm taking a long road to get to this point, but um, I'm listening to the podcast because the guys gave. I said, "What the fuck are those two going to talk about?" Because they're used to having everything scripted for them anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're talking about how everyone comes up to them on the street and supports their love, and I'm thinking oh. to myself when I'm listening, "Is no? It's like it's like Trump with the general. There's no general that came up and said, I fought in wars where people died, but you're the bravest guy I've ever met.' There's no chance that conversation happened. Listen to these two. And we have had the incredible pleasure of running into people sometimes daily who have daily. said the kindest things to us over this past year. And it might have just been a moment or a passing thought, but it meant the world to us. In those moments where we had people come up to us and say, we support you, <laughs> Can you we love you, Wouldn't when are you, you coming back you on the air? Planning a podcast, have this on tape. Yeah, well, excuse me, can we tape you? Because no one's going to believe it. If I saw those two walking around, I, I, I would just go right up. Oh, my God. I love you, too. And I support <laughs> your love. And I support you fucking. No, I mean, I don't know. Maybe a one one or two people. I doubt everyone. This sounds like there's a wave of people who, who are so excited about these two. And but I think it it's was like a boost. And we had some specific, really fun ones. Yeah, one of them was just a few minutes ago. We happen to be talking <laughs> to you right now from uh, we're actually at a hotel. Uh, <laughs> on our way, this moment, to this room, to sit down for this podcast... The doors open to the elevator. We step in and a woman says, I know who you are. See? This just happened. And she just starts going in. I am such a fan of you guys. I am rooting for you. Congratulations. You look lo- a couple that 
Bill's Bar and Burger in downtown <laughs> New York. They came up to us at the at the bar and said, guys, you should hear our story. <laughs> right. uh, the flight attendant who was so sweet to us say, guys, I fell in love at work yep. as well. Um, the, the truck driver downtown. There's a, a, tr- a truck drivers, airline stewardesses. You name it. Construction people. Construction people. Excuse me, TJ. I just want you to know how much we support you putting your penis inside Amy Roback. You, you, you have no idea how excited we all. TJ, w- would it be out of line if I smelled your finger? Did you finger Amy so I can smell it? I know, I know that's gross, but it would just be real. Please. You, the truck driver went, yo, TJ, fuck her extra hard for me. Okay. <laughs> we support your love. This is the new thing. Everyone's, what are these two going to do on their podcast? They're out, they're out promoting the podcast. You got to hear, they put together a, a sizzle reel, a promo reel for the podcast. You would think this is the most, you know, Chris Harrison put out a podcast after he was fired from The Bachelor. I, I don't know where that went. Most of these things are a snooze fest. Doing a, a podcast that people are going to listen to, you would have to have a lot of fucking talent, right? Well, you gotta have a franchise like everybody loves the Bachelor. And so these bachelorettes start podcasts as soon as the show ends. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and the podcast bombs. <laughs> anyway, listen to this reel. It's unbelievable. This is a, a reel promoting the podcast. Amy Robach. I'm Amy Robach. And TJ Holmes. I'm TJ Holmes. Scandal plagued anchor team. Waking up to a scandal brewing behind the scenes appear to be inseparable. Scandal that's rocking boarding TV. Much more than colleagues. One year later. TJ and Amy in Los Angeles after leaving New York. Are Amy Robach and TJ Holmes out? Amy Robach sitting next to TJ Holmes. The couple was seen smiling and embracing on a Los Angeles sidewalk. Amy and TJ are back together and ready to share the real story behind the headlines. I am nervous. Here we go. In five. Ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> we were just kidding. What? No. Sorry. Amy, Amy Ro- and TJ beginning December 5th. Yeah, they fuck. Amy and Amy and Amy and TJ Roback. They fuck. Yeah, I'm nervous. The thing in his pants goes in the thing in her pants. TJ and Amy. They used to tell you about the news, and now they're keeping it wet. Wow. The most... The most startling podcast ever. TJ and Amy get real. Yeah, my penis went in, and then it came out. Right, TJ and Amy. We fucked in the ABC kitchen. Scandalous. All holes will be explored. (laughs) TJ and Amy, that's who we are, and the public supports us. Just the other day, a truck driver told me, Hey, you're getting some good pussy. They fuck at ABC while their spouses cry. Amy squirted in the ABC kitchen. It's going to be a podcast that you will not believe. 
That's right. Nothing is off limits. Except talking about their exes, because they'll get sued. Yeah, and other gossip. Right. Or ABC. ABC will see them, too. <laughs> TJ is 13 inches long. Now, I'm the recipient of it. Right on. TJ and Amy are back. TJ's balls will explode. Nothing is off limits. Wow. He'll go knuckle deep on the news. Right. But this is just like Megan and Harry. How long can we listen to them talk about this one subject? <laughs> He'll go balls deep with no condom. <laughs> TJ and Amy. Fuck their spouses. They're a couple now. No gossip. Right. Just pussy are, pounding. Are they even divorced from their spouses? I don't even know. Robin, we can't <laughs> talk about it. Nothing is off limits. Except that, of course. I mentioned that Amy is full shaven. Shut your mouth. <laughs> oh my God, TJ stretched me out. Everything will be revealed. The real story. The real story. <laughs> That's actually what it's like. Because like, here, uh... Here, listen to this. Um, no, uh, we're, I don't, I can't speak for you, but I am nervous. And we've been doing this for a long time, almost three decades. And I can't remember the last time I was nervous in front of a microphone, but I am today. Why are you nervous now? No, she's not. He's something else. He's real smooth. He's like, why are you nervous now, baby? Oh, he's going to interview her. <laughs> this is the most exciting thing these two are ever going to talk about. And she's trying hard. She's like, I am really nervous. I'm, and, and she's not nervous. She's just saying she's nervous because what is she going to do? I am really nervous. I am. Ner what is she nervous about? And then he goes. But is that the thing? They're going to interview each other? I, I guess interview for, the, for the whole podcast. He'll yeah. interview her. <laughs> I am so nervous. Baby, we got three listeners. I don't think it's time to be nervous. You know who's listening? Our ex's lawyers. That's it. I mean, I don't think anybody gives a shit. Now, why don't you come sit on daddy's lap and relax? Oh, God, TJ, I am nervous. Can you fucking play along with me? I like how he's almost asleep. Um, no, we're, I, don't, I can't speak for you, but I am nervous. And we've been doing this for a long time, almost three decades. And I can't remember the last time I was nervous in front of a microphone, but I am today. Why are you nervous today? Because we haven't spoken. Well, we haven't said mm -hmm anything and other people have had our story they've told our narrative and i shouldn't say our they've told a narrative it isn't our narrative mm -hmm. and this is the first time that we actually you think about right now she's realizing holy fuck i took off with this guy and i am working my balls off here and this guy's barely saying anything why are you nervous what's wrong are you nervous today well we're, this is our narrative, our story, and it's never been told. I mean, it's been told, but it's been told the wrong way. And I'm, I, I'm, I, I, hey, baby, why don't why don't you just relax and chill, and I'll give you a massage from the inside. Let me tell you something. I've done radio a long time, and until I met Robin, I I go on the air and talk to people, and it was brutal. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, when your partner starts going, 
Oh, yeah? It's like if Robin woke up one day and I go, Robin, you're not going to believe it. I'm talking to Beth, and we got into an argument. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, baby, you were a lot more fun at ABC. Uh, she used to fiddle with my cock while I was winking at her on air. Let's let's continue on. I'm actually enjoying the podcast with her struggling to like make something happen with this guy. Get to say what happened <laughs> and where we are today. What do you mean, what happened? Uh, you have something <laughs> on your mind, sweetness? Uh? No, sweetness? Oh, he's a disaster. You know, baby, it was a lot easier when we worked at ABC. They'd write everything down that we had to say while I was finger-banging you under the desk. <laughs> His whole thing is he's going to pretend she does, he doesn't know what happened. <laughs> That's right, baby. <laughs> baby, I'm going to... You keep, you, you keep, baby, you keep yapping and I'll fuck those nerves right out of you. Well, well, TJ, we need to talk. Sweetness. <laughs> what you talking about, sweetness? How about what color are your panties today? It was a lot more fun when we used to have everything written down that we'd say. Now we got to come up with content. Well, TJ, don't you think you could help me out here while I reveal our truth? What's, what truth, baby? I fucked you. I fucked you hard. That's the truth. Yeah, but we have to we have to drag this out over a, several days of our podcast. Don't you remember, baby? Okay, I'll help you out here. You remember when I came on Robin Roberts' handbag in the ABC green room? <laughs> oh my God, TJ! <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, I was really. Uh, we didn't even bother cleaning it up. We were so popular on that show. We didn't give two shits. I never thought they'd fire us. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, TJ, bend over. I'll show you what happened. I remember what happened. I think we all know what happened. They think it's a big mystery. <laughs> <laughs> they started fucking at work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's uh, let's see. I met you. You met me. And let's role play for the people. We're back at ABC and cheating on our spouses. And you're not on your period today, are you, honey? No. Are the kids listening? <laughs> a, a pod a podcast so unbelievable you will hear the truth about tj and amy yeah baby you you I keep my music going i'm doing a, a promo a sizzle reel a podcast so startling you won't believe the truth about tj and amy yeah, baby. You remember when uh, George Stephanopoulos stepped in my cum after I finished on your back? He slipped it. Uh, remember, when, remember when he slipped on my cum? Because we, we were cheating at the ABC place? A podcast that finally lets the truth out about TJ and Amy. What do you, what do you want, J.D.? I'm in the middle of a classic bit here. So that's Ooh. part of their narrative is that they were not cheating on their spouses oh. they were already separated and going through divorces <laughs> Darn. that's, that's oh. sorry to kill that that's, that's the revelation that was the revelation that's even, now that's really boring <laughs> now you're gonna hear a revelation that's really boring <laughs> sorry yeah i was um i was uh getting a divorce and so was uh tj no harm no foul uh-oh, podcast in trouble. Let's go back to you guys having sex. Baby, you remember when um, 
I squirted accidentally in Michael Strahan's eye when I was coming. Um, uh, TJ shoots a monster load on Amy's back and accidentally hits Michael Strahan in the eye. What a podcast. Now, here's the kicker. This is something you I didn't know this. Maybe you do know it. What? TJ and Amy's... T- Amy was married to the famous Grant Shue. Yeah. Who was on Melrose Place. Remember him? Good-looking guy on Melrose Place? Gorgeous guy, yeah. Grant Shue is dating in a relationship with, guess who? TJ's wife? Yep. You, you couldn't write this, this shit. Is, this is what happens all the time. This is the same thing that Jenna Jameson did yeah. when she and her husband split up because he was having an affair with her, uh, his best friend's wife. She and the ex-husband, <laughs> new, new wife, got into each other's lives and, and became a couple. I stand corrected. The guy's name is Andrew Shue. I don't know where I got okay, Grant, Grant Shue from. Well, maybe that was his character's name. Maybe his name was Grant on the TV show. Because I used to watch Melrose Place. So I loved it. But Andrew Shue, who's the brother of Elizabeth Shue, there's a, yeah. there's a reference. She was super hot. Ay But... uh and I think, like the promo says, nothing is off limits for the podcast. But I think they said they can't talk about those two. So right. something is off limits. There, There's only one thing that's off limits. You never say in your podcast, no- nothing is off limits. <laughs> and, and then you go and then they go on the first podcast. Well, we can't really talk about what's going on with our, our exes. So something is off limits. Anyway, uh, there you have it. I think we're going to have to monitor that podcast because I, I think, I don't think it's going to be very this successful. Is like the Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith situation. Yeah. These yeah. two still don't know that they're going to break up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's like once, once, uh, you know, when Mrs. Will Smith stops talking about Mr. Will Smith, it gets pretty boring quickly. <laughs> Nothing is off limits in this podcast except the things that are off limits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby, you remember my ex? Shh. Keep that quiet. I don't want to get sued. Yeah. But it's like Megan and Harry. They'll realize you can't do a book about leaving the royal family and then a TV show about leaving the royal family. And then try to do a podcast about leaving the royal family and how terrible the royal family is for having you had to leave. I'm going to make a prediction. TJ and Amy are not going to go the distance. They're going to start fighting over the podcast because it seems to me Amy is working way harder than TJ and coming up with content. I mean, she is like, oh, I'm nervous. And then he's like, no, what are you nervous about? And it's like. Oh, you idiot. I'm not nervous. I'm trying to make something happen here. What am I going to say? I'm calm? Don't be nervous, baby. Didn't even say that. He's like, what are you nervous about? (laughs) What the the fuck? (laughs) Uh, TJ, this is a podcast that requires that you say something. Well, when are the producers going to write a couple of stories for us to read? That's not going to happen anymore. We don't have the backing of ABC.
Nobody's going to write anything. I'm, I'm over here <laughs> pretending to be nervous, you fuck. Oh, trust me, those two are probably at each other's throats. I've done radio a long time. When you're with somebody who doesn't talk back, you're going to have a real problem. You know, chill out, sweetness. Who are they going to interview? Other couples who've fallen in love at work? That's another thing, the theme TJ, of this show. Yeah, <laughs> T- yeah but you, you, some producer's going to, they got to get a producer who's going to go out and find people who <laughs> fell in love at work. <laughs> By the way, we were... We just, just the other day, we were in a bar, and these, this stewardess told us that she fell in love at work. Really? Square biz. That's right. A lot of people support our love. Now what are we going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, just today, walking over here from the hotel. <laughs> TJ. <laughs> TJ, you've got to help me out here. I'm carrying the whole podcast. You know, baby... You're turning into a real boner killer. <laughs> I'm picturing hour four of the podcast. So, uh, what's your favorite color? Um, <laughs> blue. What's yours? Blue too, baby. <laughs> yeah, so they've, they're out promoting their podcast, those two. Sounds like it's gonna, but the, 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 uh, the trailer makes it sound very exciting. Amy Robot. Music I'm Amy Robot. <laughs> Amy Robot. And TJ Holmes. TJ Holmes. Scandal wow. plagued anchor team. Waking up to a scandal brewing behind the scenes appear to be inseparable. Scandal that's. Then you like tune into the podcast and like, I'm really nervous. <laughs> TJ, I just said I'm really nervous. TJ, wake up. <laughs> TJ sleeping. <laughs> 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 Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, baby. I was just dreaming about coming on your tits <laughs> when we were back at ABC. Shit. It was great. What is it, sweetness? <laughs> I'm sorry, darling. My, I'll be honest. I'm exhausted from fucking you. <laughs> I didn't get any sleep last night. Yeah. TJ, TJ, I'm so nervous about the new podcast. <laughs> I think they interviewed. They're not doing interviews. And they go, well, what are you going to do on the podcast? And they're like, well, we're going to interview people and... Talk about things that other people are talking about. Hmm. Okay. Sounds fascinating. I've never heard that concept before. In other words, you're going to go on and talk about what's in the news? Hmm. Well, I got something to say. What is it, TJ? Oh, great. TJ has something to say on the podcast. (laughs) I'll be honest. Fucking you was more fun when it was a secret. Now it's just like everybody else. I love sneaking around. Cheaters podcast, you know, yeah. uh, here's, here's how cheaters feel about the, the gridlock in Congress. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me correct you, honey. We was not cheating. We were a couple while our other, we were already in a divorce situation. <laughs> All right. Fascinating. Anyway, I might, I need to I, see proof of dates when this love affair happened. J.D., are you monitoring this exciting new podcast for me so I don't miss any of the highlights? Yes, they just released a new episode last night. So Nice. What's uh, the topic? I'll be, I'll be on it. I don't, I don't know if it was an actual topic. I just I just saw a headline, you know, that uh, that they won't talk about headlines. They don't get into specifics about uh, <laughs> the headlines about their exes dating. They say, you know, we're, we're not going to talk about gossip. Gossip <laughs> is toxic. That sort of stuff. So. Nothing, nothing is off limits except for the following. Our exes, new 
news headlines and gossip, <laughs> but everything else is on the table. What else is there? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> on today's oh. episode, TJ ranks his favorite movies. <laughs> So the the uh, the description for this week's episode. First, the title is "The Story Continues." Oh <laughs> wow! Then, God. See, Megan and Harry all over again. Oh, then, come on, Robin, give it a chance. <laughs> it's another is, episode of our story. <laughs> yeah. Well, episode one of the podcast was called Amy and TJ. Yeah. And then episode two was called "The Story Continues," is what you're yes. saying. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? Amy um, episode three is crockpot recipes. <laughs> The description is Amy and TJ relive the ups and downs and roller coaster ride of the past week. Whatever that is. Wow. A week? <laughs> Let's go back to. So, what else was in podcast one? Did they ever actually get to the fucking? No, they just talked about, uh, you know. That they were nervous. Well, they, I mean, they talked about, I guess, TJ uh, felt like committing suicide at one point. Oh, she right. had to, you know, yeah, it got. It got pretty real there but by the uh, way i just met the most heroic person ever who's that baby me i talked you out of suicide right tj <laughs> wanted to commit suicide yeah he like he was in a i, I don't know if he, he doesn't like flat out necessarily say that but it he said he was like in a dark place and and stuff like even that, with all so. that good pussy yeah wow pussy yeah. is awesome pussy is the greatest by my pussy, my pussy saves lives, TJ. It did, baby. I was at my low, and then I got a little bit of that pussy on my hang low, and I got to tell you, I was uh, I was smiling. By the way, if Jason TJ, can find <laughs> episode three, how about this weather? Brr, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. If you're in broadcasting and you're working for ABC and you got to do an hour of television every day and, and they got 57 producers and they write all this shit for you, stick with it. Don't fuck each other. Whatever ABC wants to do, trust me. You know how hard you have to work to get those gigs? Those are cush gigs. Everybody wants those gigs. What do you At got there, JD? At least be discreet. These two couldn't keep their hands off each other and everybody knew what was going on. Hey, Robin, you ever take a real good look at Amy? How am I supposed to keep my hands off her? Look at those titties. And man, she got the tightest little pussy. But, but oh. Howard, you know this for a fact. Yeah. They are rebounding together. Mm -hmm. He was leaving his wife. She was leaving her husband. Bam, Robin. this is that first romance. Can't possibly last. Now, my saying but, that is a help because they will try to stay together as long as they can. You're a real buzzkill, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready, I'm waiting for episode eight when uh, when it's like recycling tips with TJ and Amy. <laughs> uh, so, so in other words, right now, the podcast, the first two episodes are really all the excitement around their love affair, right? Uh, right, right now, JD? well, not just, not necessarily the excitement, but they, you know, they felt they've they've gotten a bad narrative, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're trying to set the record straight on how things happened and timelines and stuff. Now like you that. listen to the whole podcast. What in in your best estimation? What is the recount here? What 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 is, what are we missing? That what don't we know? 
Well, I think a lot, of, uh, like you said, you started off saying that you, you know, that they were cheating. I think that that's not what happened. I think that right. they were both because they didn't, they didn't necessarily go public with the that they were going through separations and divorces. Uh, so it just sort of happened, and then, yeah. But uh, so they needed so to get that, that out there. They need the to get that out. Yeah. Um, Wow, and, I'm so uh, glad I listened to the first episode. <laughs> I'd rather listen to JD describe the first. Well, first of all, don't you think if you were going to do a podcast, again, this is the broadcaster and me, you'd have to come real clean. Talk about the first time you fucked. Like, I don't know. I was looking at you behind that desk, baby, and you look so good with those long legs. And I knew, well, yeah. And then you told me you weren't wearing panties one day, and that flirtation just drove me crazy. I tell you, your pussy, I fucked you so. Remember, I fell asleep in the green room. Your pussy is better than Zoloft. Oh, oh, TJ. Your TJ. pussy was worth getting fired for. <laughs> I, was a, I was a real nerd in high school. I never got, this, this nerd never got pussy like that. Oh, TJ, you just turned me on when you were sitting there and I could see the outline of your penis and I could see, I could see your, your camel toe through your, through your, through your dress. Really? They, what? Oh, you heard me. good eyes. Yeah. Did you uh, like but, listening to the podcast or was it a real chore? I mean, it's not that interesting. I mean, they they did they definitely <laughs> glossed over, you know, there's a point where TJ says that they, you know, cuz they were they were close before they got closer. They oh, were close please. coworkers. Come and on. um and I, I guess that, you know, people will call them brother and sister or something like that. Yeah, so. you, 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 you're my sister. They were really sick. Yeah. <laughs> well, let, wow. me t- let me tell you about my sister in this podcast. See, this is how it goes. I couldn't believe the first time we went to a hotel, first time she took off our bra and panties. She was clean shaven. I was like, sister, you have no <laughs> pussy hair. And then... Uh, and then the my well my greatest memory was when I gagged on your big dick. It was so hot. I couldn't believe how big and thick your cock was. That's right, baby. My cock was so big. You were like whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That would be a podcast. Sound, I'd tune into that. Sound I love. Yeah, <laughs> come on, baby. Can I, She's hot. Can I, can I, well, yeah. can I have Jason pull up a picture of a recent picture of Amy Robach wearing these hot pants? Her legs. See. Look at, oh Whoa. my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. I had to give up everything. I gave up my job for those legs. Let me tell you, oh, I slid yeah. my tongue so far up your ass. I didn't know where. I thought. <laughs> okay. Listen, there's just no, I mean, my tongue was so far up your ass. JD just came. <laughs> That's right. But yes, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm on the beat. I'm on the beat. You know, she's hot and everything, but giving up a job at ABC, reading the, well, I don't know what that show was, but that's a lot to give up, man. You got to work hard to get those jobs, you know? You got to like do eat a lot of shit before you get a good gig like that. And guess what? <sighs> the show will go on without you. It's not like you're oh, integral yeah, yeah. to the show. They can't do it without you. That's when you get into a mess like this, when they can't do it without you. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to the podcast. <laughs> so my tongue was up her ass. It tasted like chocolate. I tickled her uvula and it tasted like chocolate cake. (laughs) (laughs) Like those two are really not going to talk about the truth of like what went down. That would be a podcast. Like I'll produce that podcast if they want to get real. You know, all this hype, you know. TJ and Amy after dark. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, give no, me a break. No, they should be on OnlyFans. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I would see that. That's that. Amy Robach. I'm Amy Robach. And TJ think- Holmes. I'm TJ Holmes. Scam. I chipped my tooth on your car. Plagued anchor team. Waking up to a scandal <laughs> brewing behind the scenes appear to be inseparable. Scandal that's rocking boarding TV. Yeah, I mean, it's an exciting oh, trailer. Yeah. Howard, the only thing they're famous for is saying their names. <laughs> like, they're showcasing these people. <laughs> oh, my God. I sucked his dick like it was my last meal on Earth. T.J. My tongue was so far up her ass, I was licking the back of her teeth. <laughs> yes, TJ and Amy, the untold story. The announcer says, Amy Robach. I'm Amy Robach. <laughs> TJ Holmes. I'm TJ Holmes. That's what happens when you fuck so much, all you do is say your own name over and over and over. DJ Holmes. Amy Roback. Amy Roback. Amy Roback. Amy Roback. <laughs> Say something. His load tastes like pineapple. TJ Holmes. I ate her pussy like a starving orphan. <laughs> TJ Holmes and Amy Roback. I'm TJ Holmes. And I'm Amy Roback. <laughs> and I'm coming in my pants. Where'd you get? I'm Amy Robeck. I'm TJ Holmes. And we fuck <laughs> together in unison. <laughs> TJ Holmes. TJ Holmes. Amy Robeck. Amy Robeck. Amy slips her pinky in my ass when she's blowing me. You'll hear the truths. Yes. I took two layers of skin off his cock. He had to go to the dermatologist. TJ and Amy tell the truth about what happened at ABC. Anyway, I didn't they're need to spend an hour They're in another hotel. This. It's like they're, they're, they're all, oh, yeah, they, you know, <laughs> they were in hotels when they were running away from the press, and now they're still in hotels. Yeah, TJ Holmes finally tells the truth. And I... <laughs> I smacked her clit around like it owed me money. Amy says this. I count the veins on his cock. They lost their jobs at ABC, but their love lives on. Amy's home will be destroyed. You got that right, baby. Anyway. So that uh, keep listening to that podcast. I want to when they get down to episode eight and they're, you know, they're talking about crock pot recipes, I want to know. I will. I'd love to hear the truth, like you know, wow, like she rocked my world. I like we were we were trying to be friends, and it got it just got crazier and crazier. And like the, the first time we fucked, we 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 were so hot for each other. We did anal. It was like Robin in San Francisco, like with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> like we skipped her vagina, went right to her ass. It was insane. No lubrication. They got to tell the whole story. Uh, that's the only way. Yeah, I'm when did you in. stop looking at her like a sister? Right. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> Everyone said we were brother and sister. <laughs> Amy, darling, you remember when I came in your buttocks so hard you flew across the room? It was like a volcano. <laughs> you almost went out the window. I had to, I had to save your life. 
Because <laughs> it's exciting when you're working at ABC and everybody's fucking and nobody knows about it. <laughs> you know what they're quickly going to realize is they have to get away from each other in order to have a job. Because it'll always be about no. what they're doing anyway. when they're not at work. Well, Robin, let's wish them well, and let's hope that the podcast does well. We don't, we don't uh, wish anyone uh, any uh, I, ill will. I do wish them well. <laughs> I, yeah, I absolutely. just have seen this story before. Mm. They think nobody else has done this. Marianne from Brooklyn, my girl. Oh, my man, I love you, Howard, so much. I'm thinking about you every day. Howard, we spoke about these two assholes. Where's their integrity? They were on TV talking about COVID and everything that should be correct. And people, are some of us saps, not me, because I don't watch that bullshit. Watch this show like they have faith in these people. Where is their integrity? Shame on them. Like I don't know. I'm not that uh, upset that they fucked at work. I'm really not. But how is they're, they're presenting a new show that they're trying to be so righteous? Let let them say it then. Let them say well, that they're yeah. fucking each other. Wait, you want to hear this, Howard? Then this Amy Roback with her miniskirt and her so-called boyfriend are with Matt Lauer, his girlfriend, going to another wedding at NBC, and they look like a bunch of douchebags. You know what I think about these people, Howard? I used to tie them. I used to put them on a high pedestal. Wait, Howard. I used to put them on a high pedestal and not anymore. Wow. You know who I put on a high pedestal? Fred. Fred Me. who spoke oh. the truth about Ralph. Fred who was sincere from the heart. Fred who... Hey, by the way, talk. Fred... I just looked at the time. I'm fucking around here. I really, Mary, I need to take a break. I'll oh. tell you why. Pat Monahan's coming by to drop off the new Fred Pat Monahan uh, uh, song. But Amazing. I got a... Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Fred, you are the man. You really showed your true love, your integrity, and your sincerity for Ralph. Well, and you haven't heard the song yet. It. Yeah. Hold off until you hear yeah, it. Hold off till you hear you it. You might change it and say I'm a right. douchebag. I still love you, Fred. You know I do. But how is... You I hate when man, people please. love Fred. I work my ass off you're around here and I'm tired of it. You are my main you're the, Howard, and you yeah, know better. it. Better. You're the so Amy Robach in this situation. You yeah, I mean, like, like, Fred, 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 Fred. I can't even find this guy. And uh, everyone with Fred. I mean, my I God, just talk you, about me It's all nice the time. to be loved, though. Thank you, Marianne. All right. There Howard, you go. You were such a great soul, and you were such all right, a good... All right, all right. I heard enough. <laughs> Marianne, the crow-voiced caller, is screaming on the phone again. Howard, please hang up on her. No! And make this torture <laughs> all right, uh, let me tell you about a couple of things here. First of all, Stephen Singer Jewelers. Stephen Singer Jewelers, the most trusted jeweler in America. We love him. Want to find out why he's so trusted? Go to IHateStevenSinger.com. I can't believe my wife told me I have the humor of a three-year-old today. I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> I was like, what? When did that happen? I was, I, I, she walks me to work every morning, which means she comes to the top Aww. of the steps where the basement is. Yeah. So I said to her, uh, hey, I gave her a kiss and I said, I'm going to work. Got to go commute down the steps to the basement. And she said, um, okay. And I said, hey, can I get some titty? And she said, oh, please. And I go, here, let me just, let me honk on one of these things. And I got some titty. I go, I got titty. Uh, 
I went, titty that is woman. so annoying to women. Yeah. And she goes, oh, my God. You have the humor <laughs> of a three-year-old. I go, yeah. You married me. So good luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, our dear friend Pat Monahan of Train is here. I don't have much time with him, so I better get to it. Pat, you should have been at Woodstock. Unfortunately, you were too young. But do you dream, Pat, as a musician? Good morning, Pat, by the way. Morning. Do you dream of being in rock and roll in that era, the era of Woodstock, the original Woodstock? It would have been pretty fun to, uh, you know, kind of rub shoulders with guys like Robert Plant and um, Jimi Hendrix. It would have been pretty cool to see all that. Do you ever, as a musician, was the movie Woodstock something that influenced you? Did you actually watch that as a kid and go, fuck, I got to get in a band? Yeah, I, I've watched it, but that wasn't what inspired me. But but uh, it's pretty inspiring, but not, it, that wasn't what got me. Actually, what got me into music was I went to a... Uh, I went to a concert. I came from Erie, Pennsylvania, so I went to see Aerosmith and Tommy Kramer threw a drumstick out and it hit me in the chest. And I picked Joey up. Kramer. Joey Kramer, sorry. And yeah. uh, and I was like, man, I think I've been anointed. And then years <laughs> later, I got to hang out with Steve Tyler and it was pretty fun. You mean, you, how old were you when you got hit in the head with a drumstick? Uh. <laughs> uh, I think I was 12. 12? Yeah. Wow. What a first concert. I went to a real lame... No wonder I didn't become a rock star. I never... Uh, I went to like a Spanking Our Gang or something concert for my first concert. <laughs> not not something cool like Aerosmith. And it blew yeah. your mind, right? When you saw Aerosmith when you were a kid, it was like, man, I got to get in, I gotta get into music. Yeah, you just can't believe when you're 12 years old that humans can do that. You know, that they can make those sounds and it's pretty cool. And then when did you meet Steven Tyler? Years later when yeah, you were Yeah, we did trained? a tribute... Um, on MTV, when MTV played music, and uh, we we did Dream On, had tabla players, and did a whole thing, and Stephen was uh, really into it, so he wanted to hang out with me afterwards, and that was a pretty cool honor. That was it. That was on the air at MTV. You doing um, Dream On? Yeah, and then the Aerosmith. It was a tribute to Aerosmith, so they were all there in the audience. I'm going to look that up on YouTube tonight, man. Yeah, it's I, you really know, I, cool. Yeah, I bet it's great. You he was really that. mad at Papa Roach because uh, when we did our thing, we just did it and we were like, you know, thanks for having us. And Papa Roach was like, new Papa Roach dropping November 15th. You know, and it, it became <laughs> they did a commercial. Stephen was like, I hate these guys. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's an honor. You're honoring Stephen and they're dropping in their commercial yeah. for uh, the new album. Yeah, or, new damn, Papa that's Roach. not cool. It's not cool. It it's was funny, cool. though. Yeah, Papa Roach. I forgot about those guys. Yeah, you must have a million fucking. Before we get to the Ralph song and everything, we got to talk to Fred and all that. I'm sorry, we have to talk to Freddie. We got to include him, but uh, I apologize in advance. <laughs> you know, very few people want to talk to Fred. But but anyway, before we get to Ralphie and all that, I know I got limited time with you, so I'm keeping my eye on the clock. What are you doing, by the way, this morning? Uh, so I've been working on a musical for almost three years, and uh, we're doing a workshop now here in New York. So I'm hoping that it's uh, it's all going to get okay after this workshop, and we can start to look for a theater. Oh, a Broadway show! And what yeah. are you doing? You did you write the music for it? Yeah, I wrote all the music. It, it was a movie called Begin Again, and uh, with, so, uh, with I know Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, was in that. yeah. 
I've watched that. That was a good movie. Yeah. And it uh, really good. isn't that where he's the record guy and he discovers? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so he's yeah, my... down and out. And then Kira Knightling, she was uh, down and out and they both have to begin again. So, uh, but it's yeah. a whole other animal writing musical. It's, it's not like an album. Why and, not? Because you got to like have it's got to follow the story yeah. and you got to have the characters talk. Don't do the don't do a musical where they go. I'm here trying to make it in show business. I need an agent. You know what I mean? <laughs> too, too cool. Songs. Too late. <laughs> too late. <laughs> yeah, I try to Was keep it? away from that because it's it's not I don't want it to feel like Broadway. It should feel like a rock concert, you know. Wasn't turn that off. I'm not going to start singing in front of him. <laughs> Adam wasn't Adam Levine in yeah. that movie too. Yeah, yeah. Adam was in there. Yeah, he's doing something for us tomorrow on the show. We're oh, going to cool. do a whole tribute to uh, people who recently died. Everything is about death lately on this man, show, it's but tough, man. Yeah, it really. I mean, is as tough. I, when I wrote you that email, really, like when when you and I met years ago, like none of this was possible. Like saying goodbye to all of our friends and uh, and musicians that we love so dearly and. You know. Have you experienced recently, are you at the point where you've had to lose a couple of people close to you because of death? Well, I mean, I've lost my parents and uh, my best friend took his own life, you know, like uh, 17 years ago. And uh, that hurt oh, pretty bad. So, yeah. Have we ever talked about that? I guess that's not something you'd like to talk about. No, we, didn't, we haven't talked about it. But it was, it was pretty sad because Amber and I were living in Los Angeles and he and his girlfriend came uh, for a weekend. And hung out with us, and then he went home and and did it, and that was his way of saying goodbye to me. So there was no, you know, when somebody wants to do that, they don't want to leave any clues behind, you know. Do you think he came to visit you with the with mind that like, hey, uh, this is me saying goodbye to Pat, yes. even though he doesn't know? Wow, hundred percent. That's that must fuck with your head every single day. Yeah, it's still terrible. Like, uh, you know, you, you talk about, you know, Ralph being gone and going to your phone, like. I can't believe that guy's not going to call me today or I can't call him. You know, like that's I went through that for 10 years. Was this guy another musician? Was he no. someone who? No, no. We painted houses together in San Francisco. Those are the best kind of friends. Yeah, I mean, man. Friends he, was, that you, yeah. he was the really amazing guy. In but, other words, he he loved you before you were the famous Pat Monahan from Train and had hit songs and Grammys and all that stuff. Like he was there from the beginning. Oh, yeah, there was uh he actually introduced me to Amber. He, uh, I met Amber at a show, and he grabbed her and said, "Hey, I think you're going to want want to meet my friend Pat." And uh, wow. and so she said, "I'm actually good. I don't want to do that." <laughs> Isn't that weird though? That because Ralph introduced kind of me and Beth to each other. Yeah, that's how it was. Like, wow, he he made me come to this party that he was at. Yeah, Jeez, that's crazy. Wow. Anyway, let me talk about this song because I don't want to run out of time, obviously. But you're, you're a very kind man because so I didn't know what you were up to. I didn't even know you were really in New York. But I was like, um, so Fred sent me this song after Ralph, you know, he's Fred wrote a song about Ralph. And I was thinking, well, we should do some funny songs because that's the show. Yeah. But Ralph, but Fred wrote this really serious song about, about Ralph. And I actually thought it was pretty good. Yeah. It was and, really good. uh, yeah, right. Did you, did you like the demo that he made? I mean, it was, it was a good song. Yeah, it's and, really good. And, you know, my, uh, the guys I write with, uh, Matt Musty and Jerry Becker, and we, we went and listened to like Adam Sandler's tribute to Chris Farley and then some other versions of different tributes to people. And we, uh, 
we felt like these serious lyrics, I, I wanted to make it a little bit sadder. And so mm-hmm. uh, that was my, because I, I was thinking about, you know, like, uh, I never wrote a, f- a song for my friend when he passed away. And uh, if I had, oh. I would have wanted people to, like, feel something. Yeah, actually, I'm surprised he didn't write some sort of song about losing your best friend. Well, you he was a mean? great friend to me, but I was a shitty friend to him. I, I can't even write a song about the guy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> kind of friendly. It's one of those friendships that we you just got all the good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I got and, all. Uh, I got everything gave nothing from back. Him. Yeah, take no, but what? But uh, so tell me how this comes about. So I annoy you. You're in the middle of doing a million things trying to get this play off the ground. And I didn't want to put you on the spot in the sense that, like, oh, Pat, please, you got to do it. Like, I just thought it, it's really weird. I heard Fred's song and I go, the guy who could actually make this emotional would be Pat Monahan because I love your voice and I love the way you sing. Thanks. And I mean, your songs always evoke so much emotion. So I figured, well, okay, I'll send it off to Pat and see if he has any interest in maybe doing this. Yeah, it was very interesting. You were, because, yeah. you know, look, like, I. I really, I really dug Ralph a lot. You know, we, I've seen Ralph a uh, half a dozen times or more, and every time he was uh, very kind to me. And so uh, when he surprisingly was not here anymore, I was like, man, I, uh, I haven't seen you guys in so many years. Like I, I never would have thought that he would be one of the guys I wouldn't see again. So uh, uh, I was happy to be involved in any way. Yeah, so uh, I wrote Fred, I go, Pat Monahan's going to work on your song. Now, what did you do when you got Fred's demo? You listened to it a couple of times. You put some real thought into it. You thought about the guy that you knew that died. You thought about the actual Ralph and everything. But um, did you bring the rest of the guys from Train in to, to record this? Yeah, so three of us were, four of us were here. Uh, we had just done a couple Christmas shows and came in from St. Louis and uh, went to a studio. And the first thing we did was checked on tempo and i wanted to make it a little bit slower and then make it into a key that fit my voice better and then uh you know just try to stick with fred's melodies he they were good and uh well this is exciting for fred i know i mean i can't tell you how excited i am that you recorded this so this is like a serious song about ralphie boy and uh I'll tell you, Pat, I think you nailed it. I, I mean, I listened to it. I, I, I teared up last night, so it hit all the right chords of me. But, of course, I love Ralphie Boy. So I'm going to play the song now, okay? Fred, yeah. you ready to hear it? I'm very honored that Pat did it. And uh, I was so impressed when I heard it because he really didn't do anything to the song except be honest with it. He just, he just mm. brought himself to the project. And uh, thanks. Thanks yeah. for doing that. Yeah, of course. Mm. Pat, I'm I'm shocked that uh, I'm I'm surprised Fred doesn't scare you. You don't look uh, the least bit uh, nervous around him. But good for you. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah, when you when when we sent you a Fred composition, I went, oh shit, poor Pat. If he fucks this up, he's got to answer to Fred. All right. Anyway, I don't want to break the mood, but this is really beautiful for you to have done for Ralphie Boy. We all hail you for doing it. I know you're busy as hell, but uh, th- thank you is what I want to say yeah, before I play this. Here it you. is. This is called Ralph Song, Pat Monahan. Goodbye, my dear friend Ralph, goodbye. Goodbye, my dear friend Ralph, goodbye. I'll never feel the same about anyone again. Goodbye, my dear friend Ralph, goodbye Nothing in the world's ever certain 
could it be? Never believed that what we had would ever die. Yesterday, your essence sailed away into the silent, holy night. You've been called home, 'cause nobody gets to stay. Beautiful. Wow. Wow. What a tribute to Ralphie boy. Ugh. He would be beside himself if he knew you did that, Pat. Yeah, it was, it's all Fred's work. I uh, I just did uh, our version of it. Good work, Fred. Man. Fred, please, my friend, please don't really hurt good. me. <laughs> yeah, Fred, yeah, don't hurt Pat. He did, he did your <laughs> no, bidding, he, okay? Here's the deal. When I heard it, uh, I mean, there are some people, when you give them something, they always got to put their fingerprints all over it. And when they do, they just mash the shit out of it. They just fuck it up. And Pat didn't do that. He enhanced it. He kept it pure. He just did such a great job. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You did, too. I don't mean to ruin the mood, but have you two discussed the royalty split? There's going to be a tremendous amount of income off of this thing. And uh, uh, how's that all work? I mean, you know, are well, you just going to give everything to uh, to Fred because you're nervous around him? I think if it streams maybe three or four billion times, we can split a thousand bucks. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's a 50 50 split. Wow. Wait, a, wait. Hold your breath, Fred. Because yeah, don't spend coming. all the money in one place. I was thinking. Yeah. It's such a beautiful song. The video could be Ralph sitting with his laser pointing, pointer, yeah, uh, pointing uh, out the flaws and exactly. winning. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that's, amazing. that's where the humor comes in. Your Trump yesterday saying that he was just the he was the greatest inventor of picking out the, even the smallest flaw in a woman's body. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. Robin, huh? How about Pat Monahan singing a tribute he, to Ralphie Boy? If Ralphie I was had alive, he'd flip. I'd had yeah. I had to take a few deep breaths not to be crying. It was it was quite quite amazing. Thank you, Pat. Yeah, thank you, mm -hmm. Robin. Pat's the man. Jeez. So you know, Howard, uh I probably shouldn't change the mood either, but your brother in law hit me up yesterday. Doug. Oh yeah. And and he <laughs> What said, did he want? He said <laughs> my brother in law Doug. Yeah. But by the way, I just just to give you a little back backstory. <laughs> Pat uh, somehow became, I don't even remember how you became friends with my brother-in-law, yeah. Doug, who's a great guy. I love yeah. the guy. I love my brother-in-law. Yeah. Um, but anyway, go ahead. Yes. Well, he said, hey, man, I hear you might be in the show tomorrow. Is there a way you could convince Howard to get anal ring toss back in the mix over oh, there? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> He's, uh, he loves he loves anal ring toss. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I suppose we could bring it back for my brother-in-law. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the most amazing text. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a funny guy. He's very funny. 
Yeah. By the way, I should mention a little business. Pat's touring next summer with Train. Uh, yeah. is, is it a relentless schedule? What are you going to be doing? Yeah, we're going to go out with some friends, and uh, it'll be... Uh, I think they'll announce the other the other bands pretty soon. I'm not allowed to tell you which is. Why weird. is that? Why the big secret? Because they uh, they they want to make it exciting at the time and when tickets uh-huh. go on sale. So anyway, we'll go out for probably 45 dates in the summer and play Jones Beach and uh, nice. PNC and New Jersey and those types of places. I'm gonna have just to come. Just in New York, I mean, just in America. You're not going outside of the country. Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna. We'll, we'll go to Toronto. I'm not sure if we'll go to Vancouver or not, but uh, maybe a little bit of Canada, too. Um, I love that concert. Remember, uh, I went to your concert where you decided to do an entire album, a Led Zeppelin album. I think you did Led Zeppelin, too. Heartbreaker. Yeah. You did the whole you did the album, I think, even in order. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. I re- oh, my God. What a night that was. Yeah. That's a fun. lot of people don't know this. Pat, uh, I guess early on in your career. Yeah. You were in a Led Zeppelin cover band. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's some tough music to sing. Isn't it, it is, man. I mean, that's uh, I don't think I could even do it anymore. Really? Maybe. I mean, I could probably do it, but not like I used to. Meaning, in other words, to do the whole album, your voice has got to re- like you got to be in top physical condition to do the whole well, album. You know, you, you talked for a long time about uh, if Robert Plant would come back and do that tour with those guys and he's protecting a legacy, but he's also probably incapable of it which you know really would damage the legacy because you know people that love led zeppelin like i do are also probably more critical uh, than they should be of uh, the same people they love but uh but what what is it pat like some guys get older and they like like springsteen's voice is still really good Mm mm-hmm uh sammy hagar i just had on the show he's singing those van halen tunes his voice is really good i mean did great but as you get older, what happens? It's just the voice deteriorates. The instrument isn't the same. Well, I think, you know, we damage our throats or our vocal cords as time goes on by doing all of that. And then mm-hmm. but like when you when you sing Bruce Springsteen songs, he he always wrote in a way that his voice could handle it. But Robert Plant, you know, those guys were doing things in higher keys and he was screaming. Uh, you know, I don't know how Steve Tyler's still uh, out there doing it, but I think he's still doing it and getting uh, a lot done. But uh, it's probably harder than ever because he's done yeah. damage. Yeah, I just read that he had to cancel the tour for a couple of dates because uh, his throat, his his whole, yeah. I don't know what happened. He damaged his vocal cords or something. I mean, it's inevitable when you when you sing like that. Isn't that horrible? Like, yeah. do, you, do you spend your life just sitting there? I got to protect my vocal cords. You got to protect my vocal cords. I mean, it's your moneymaker. It's, yeah, it's got to be brutal. I've had procedures done on my vocal folds because I, I've done damage, you know. So uh, then you try to relearn how to sing the things you're doing. And then they tell you, we don't want to see you in here again. So maybe don't sing Led Zeppelin too. Really? What's the greatest Led Zeppelin riff ever, since you are an expert on Led Zeppelin? What is the best riff Jimmy Page ever wrote? Um, I don't know, man. So many. Over the Hills from Far Away. What a beautiful song. That wait, wait. Is. Isn't that Over the Hills from Far Away? Many is the time. Oh, man. Fucking great. Well, anyway, so what are you doing? You aren't you going on TV somewhere this morning? That's why yeah. you had to be out. Yeah, we'll be on the view in a, in a minute. 
What are you going to do? Are you going to sing or are you going to just hang out? No, we're going to, uh, so we have a Christmas album called Christmas in Tahoe that we put out, you know, about 10 or more years ago. And Christmas music's bigger now than ever. So we'll do a couple of songs off that. Did you see what the number one song now is replacing Mariah Carey? No. It's it, Brenda Lee. You, you know the name Brenda Lee? Oh, really? Christmas tree. Brenda Lee. Yeah, it's now like the biggest thing. Rocking around. And she's even yeah. out there doing it at seven. She's like 78 years old or so. Here, wait. This is her. Rocking around the Christmas tree. She's like 79 years old, and the song's huge. Yeah. 79. And you're right, it doesn't sound like Brenda Lee, but who gives a fuck? I mean, it's... She was 13 when she did it. Talk about longevity of voices. Yeah. yeah. We, huh? can't, we can't laugh at her, Pat, because, you know, when you're 79 and you're singing, uh, you know, Calling All Angels, yeah. you know, it's going to sound a little different, that's all. Well, you know, my father-in-law, he's, uh, he's, he's 69 this year. You know, he looks oh, like he's so old. He looks like he's fifty. <laughs> yeah. And then there's other guys that are fifty, and they look seventy-five, and like it's yeah, such, it's, it's all varies so much. But uh, yeah, I'm glad she's out there doing it. Sounds good enough to me. Yeah. And it was yeah. never number one before. This is the first time really? it's ever been number. Oh, one. that's so cool. Huh. So wait a second. I didn't get the full scoop. So you're going on the View, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and uh, you're gonna perform because yep. you're out there promoting the the Christmas album. Uh, well, we'll we'll talk about the tour a little bit that comes. Right. Uh, I think we'll start that in in July. Well, before we do all that, we're going to Europe and the UK, and I'm going to go to South Africa for the first time in May. Wow! Uh, and then we'll do the the summer tour here, and then we'll talk about begin again for a, a brief minute, and uh, and then right. I'll go back to work uh, to to finish up this. Uh, showcase for it well keep your fingers crossed those yentas are nice to you you know you never know with that. <laughs> I, <laughs> never really thought, get on you. I never thought i would hear bravo as many times as you know you write something like bravo and, <laughs> <laughs> like, come on man and then you know there's also there's a lot of oh this is absolutely stunning you just have to change everything <laughs> You know, it's like, it's all crazy. Um, Uh, There's so much to talk about. But, Pat, okay, so I I see what time it is. I'm getting the high sign. But what a mensch you are. You are such Italian for a person, a human being, because you you really, you really did it. Doing Ralphie the honor, you know, losing Ralph. I don't think it's even been a week since Ralph is dead. I'm still in shock over it. I've never been affected this way before yeah i wake up thinking about the guy i go to sleep thinking about the guy and the fact that you did this beautiful tribute song wow i mean well, you uh, know what a nice gesture there really are literally uh five or seven series of events that happen in grief and shock is number one and uh we're just humans like this is this is gonna turn into other feelings and i I feel it too like he he was very close to you and uh and like i said you know he's always been super sweet to me but i'm in shock too it's weird for me shock yeah i think first shock yeah and now i've got a mixture of anger and sadness yeah yeah and then you eventually uh you'll learn to live with it which is even the sadder part you know like you have to yeah, that's it. And that is sad. 
Very I can't sick. wait to go listen to uh, all the people that hate my version of uh, of uh, Fred's song when we leave here so I can turn the radio on it. <laughs> no. Please keep that guy out of here. No, does anyone hate Pat's version of the song? <laughs> say it to his face right now. Oh, geez. And by the way, yeah. I still, I got to say one last thing. So I still have two minutes with you. I got to say one last thing. When you, on my 60th birthday, when you agreed to be the house band, Train was the house band and Pat was there, I still watched the videos of you and Adam Levine doing Purple Rain. Yeah, he was um, great. And, he did an amazing and Pat, job. Pat also sang at my wedding. I mean, you know, you're so, you've been so nice to me. I don't know why, but thank you. And uh, you're great to this show. And thanks for recording that. You just get the best. You really are, well, Pat. You're my friend, man. And, uh, uh, you know, we get brief time here and whatever I can do for my friends. Uh, you, you've done a lot for me. You've made my life much better than it would have been without you in it. Well, I'm a lousy friend, like you said. I, you know, you're a much better friend to me than. Oh I no, I know that. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, right, right. yeah anyway, you won't Pat be Mon hearing from him again. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you won't hear till I need something. Like you need to record a song. Uh, Pat, we love you, Pat Monahan. Right, everyone singing uh, that beautiful Ralphie tribute, and uh, good luck on the view. The, yeah, you know, they'll thanks be nice. To you. I'll, I'll right, call thanks over for and make Fred. sure they treat you right. Okay, thanks, bye, Pat. Okay, Pat Monahan, busy guy. Going to the oh, view. Well, when he goes into previews, I hope he remembers to to call me. I'll come. Oh, Robin loves Broadway. She's. Uh, uh, I mean, he's a beautiful songwriter. How could it go bad? So, Freddie, you're happy with uh, the way Pat recorded your song? Very you're okay? happy. And I'd Very like happy. to return okay. the favor. I think I would like to suggest uh, he's looking for opening bands for his tour. Yes. Tuchus. Tuchus. Yeah. <laughs> it's two songs, but... It'll be a quality two songs. Right. There you go. Great. Another great idea. Stick to songwriting. <laughs> All right. There you go. Fred, uh, very proud of you. Fred doing a beautiful job with that. I'm glad he pre pleased Fred because, mm. you know, he could trip stepping off the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. He could, he could end up in trouble. Uh, and somehow Fred would be right behind him. <laughs> yeah. So what I was telling you is... Uh, Brenda Lee's got the, I think it's the, here, I'll read you the stats. It is number one on the Billboard charts. I heard all about it this morning, and like I yeah. said, it never was number one before, and she recorded it when she was 13. 65 years after its release, Brenda Lee's rocking around the Christmas tree, finally hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100. She's been in a fight with Mariah Carey to capture the top spot. And this yeah. is her Oh, the Christmas music so much. You know, there's like 25 channels here on Sirius devoted to Christmas. Oh, hey, on our phone, Brenda Lee. Hi. Hey, congrats. Oh, here she is. Hi, Mark and you the Christmas tree. Yeah, it's the Christmas holiday hop. You know how you just had Pam Monahan on from train. And one time I had a train run on me by the Marx Brothers and Gummo came in my ass. I don't know if you know that. Well, Brenda, we're on the air. You might want to keep it wholesome uh, now that you're number one. Oh, I yeah. didn't know we were live. You know, Pat wrote uh, Drops of Jupiter. 
and I have some drops of urine in my depends right now. I, that was interesting. <laughs> Listen, Brenda. At the Christmas party. <laughs> and that's the halls with Bowser. You know, I can barely stand around the Christmas tree. Never mind rock around it. I, I'm, I'm enjoying right now. I'm enjoying yeah. your your new version of uh, your hit song, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. Please, if you, if you could see. Okay, everyone was rocking around the Christmas tree, the Christmas party. She's so good. You're so terrific. And all the guys were hung as far as I can. <laughs> all right, wow. That was good. I well, love Mariah Carey sent her flowers. Oh, isn't that nice? congratulated her. Isn't that nice? One. Yes. You know, the song, I, I, I'm gonna, I'll give you a little, I'll do a little Casey Kasem for you. Uh... No one liked the song until it was used in Home Alone in 1991. Wow. Yeah. I've heard it played every year. Who didn't like it? Uh, here's Brenda explaining to radio host Bobby Bones what wow. uh, happened. Here you go. Do you do you remember singing it? Because I don't remember yeah. almost anything at nine years old. I do. Yeah. I remember the players uh, that played on it. Uh, of course, the writer was Johnny Marks, who was a wonderful he wrote all the great Christmas standards, and I'll never forget, I was sitting at home, and the phone rang, and I answered it, and it was one of my friends, and she said, Brenda, did you know that your song is all over the movie, Home Alone? Oh, this is way later, though. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that was the catalyst for the song. Is that right? Yeah, I had recorded it, and it just laid around and really didn't do anything. It says here that it was recorded in 1958. I guess I just assumed that it had always been a massive Christmas hit. It was played, but it wasn't like... See? Nobody went crazy over it. Yeah, nobody cared. Know. No, uh, she's saying what I said, that I heard it every year. It was played, but nobody mm. made a big stink of it. No, it never was number one, Robin. I know it was never number one. I'm just saying oh. the song was yeah, but a I'm telling you, staple. Robin, it was never <laughs> number one. That's all I'm telling you. It was never number one. Uh, Thank you, Howard. I didn't you know You want to hear that. how fucked up the old days used to be? Brenda Lee's father, back in the day, was a construction worker who died when a hammer was dropped on his head. Wow. See, back then, yeah, back then, if you if you got a hammer on your head, these were old days. It, it was like, that's it. They don't know that's what to it. do with You're you. You're gone. You're gone. Terrible, terrible, terrible story. By the way, this is a weird tie-in, but I got I to gotta tell you about this. Home Alone. We're talking about the movie Home Alone. Last Christmas, Richard did a phony phone call. Oh, yes, I remember this. That took him months to prepare where he enacted the entire movie Home Alone in the phony phone call. You remember that? He called the show. Yeah, he acted he called, like it was happening to him. Yeah, he, call, he called in some wacky radio show, you know, and then he started to say, oh, my God, I'm home alone. And uh, these guys are breaking in. And he had clips from the movie. It was tremendously involved. And I said, Richard amazing production yeah i go richard great but he spent months on it and he wasn't available to do any other work and it's like and i go dude next year no don't do home alone too well that as soon as i said don't do home alone too every last couple of months i go no phony phone calls with home alone too first of all i don't know how many people have seen home alone too i've never seen it in oh order my. to under in order to understand this phony phone call you would need to know the entire plot of home alone too so Richard ignored me. He did a phony phone call with Home Alone 2. I'm going to play it for you, 
But I, it, it's so annoying to me because, number one, I told you don't do it. Number two, every time someone around here said to you, hey, Richard, we need your help on something, you were like, I'm making Home Alone 2. <laughs> I was able to do other stuff, too, Howard. Yeah, but, but it, a it, lot of people said to me, Richard, every minute his excuse is, I'm working on my Home Alone 2 phony phone call. <laughs> Wait and till next way, year, Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> yeah, but can I say something? I swear to you, if you do Ernest Saves Christmas phony phone call, I'm going to fire you. For real. Right on the holidays. <laughs> right on Christmas. God. Yeah, because this is the end of Christmas calls, Howard. This is the stupidest fucking phony phone call. Because first of all, I love phony phone calls, but they shouldn't need a 10-minute setup. I'm going to have to... Like now tell, tell you us the, the plot. Yeah, it, you know, Robin, Richard you know assumes Home Alone too. Do you of remember Home I Alone? Do. You do. Do you remember yeah. the plot of Home Alone Two and every detail yeah, of it? Yeah, it was almost they came back again. So this time he's in the Plaza Hotel and they, uh, you know, his parents are somewhere else. And he finds this bird lady and she helps him out with some wisdom. But these same guys are now in New York and they're like, we got to get him this time. I, I don't give Daniel Stern. Yeah, I don't give two shits about Home Alone or Home Alone 2. <laughs> when he does these phony phone call, but the guy puts I'm only playing it on the air because he puts so much work into it. Thank you, Howard. All right, so here's the long explanation. You don't think you're encouraging him by the, doing this? <laughs> if I told you, if he does another holiday-themed phony phone call where, where it, it involves a whole movie setup of a movie he loves, <laughs> he's gone. That's it. Sometimes I have to lay down the law to these guys. They don't listen to me. I've learned my lesson, Howard. All right, here we go. Let me see. All right, so I got to... All right, here's the setup. Richard called an internet psychic show. The host does something called tapping. Tapping means he channels, she channels a higher power. So she, she basically beats on a drum and chants. And despite her psychic powers, the host totally bought that Richard was a 10-year-old boy fighting <laughs> off thieves, which is even more ridiculous because Richard barely disguises his voice. <laughs> Do I need to go through the whole plot of Home Alone 2? I probably I think do. We'll get it because they've seen the first one and it's the same kind of thing where he's trying All to right. escape. Two was guys. a huge hit. Two well, is played everywhere at Christmas well, time. Yeah, but guess what? I've never watched it and there's probably more people in the audience that haven't seen it. But what is it, Will? You have to be familiar with the pigeon lady. You have to know about this pigeon lady that's part of the movie. Do Robin that, knew Robin? that. <laughs> yeah, Robin remembers it. Great. Yeah, the have a big yeah, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if this Sorry. is funny. It's ridiculous. <laughs> what, well, what is the pigeon lady? Explain to people because they're about to listen to a very involved phony phone call. Well, the pigeon lady is in Central Park. Uh, she's kind of scary. Um, Kevin, Nobody the little boy. Nobody comes near her, right. Yeah. She's like has pigeons on her shoulder and pigeons all around her. But then it turns out she's nice and Kevin befriends the pigeon oh. lady and she... Helps him at the end of quack, the movie. Quack, 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 quack. Oh. <laughs> All right, here's quack, Richard's quack. opening. I think my, ex my explanation was enough. Yeah, yeah right, here we go. Good job, oh, Robin. This is Richard on a psychic show doing enacting the whole movie Home Alone 2. <laughs> All right, so right now we're tapping. Um, brain, green, bronx. Tap, 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 tap. We got three callers on here. So glad you're here. Hi, my name is Harry Lyon. Harry Lyon, welcome, welcome, welcome. 
My buddy Marv and I are looking for somebody in New York City, and we're hoping you could use your psychic powers to help find them. Great plan, Harry. We're known as the Wet Bandits. The Wet Bandits. We're the Wet Bandits. You're looking for someone in New York City, yes, sir? His name's Kevin McAllister. Kevin was home alone, and when we tried to rob his house, a little jerk set up booby traps, then got us whacked in the head with a snow shovel and arrested. Well, I I'm not going to help you bust out Kevin, especially since you invaded his space. So that lets me think that you're trying to find this man to do something to him. We're just trying to find him to apologize. Right, Marv? I'm going to murder that kid. Stop, Marv! Jeez! So, no, I'm not going to help you find somebody like that. They better be glad Kevin did not shoot their asses, okay? Excuse me, shoot their behind. They better be glad. Our caller, hi. What's up, what's up, what's up? Hi, this is little Kevin McAllister from Chicago. How are you, Kevin? Actually, not too good. I was supposed to fly with my family from Chicago to Florida, but I got on the wrong flight, and now I'm lost in New York. You need to be at home with your mama, Kevin McAllister. But thanks for not telling the wet bandits where I am. Uh -huh. I'm at some hotel called the Plaza near Central Park. Well, honey, why are you going to say that now they know where you are, they're going to find you? Oh, you're right. Well, wait, there's Plaza Hotel owner Donald Trump. Let me ask him how to get out of here. You said ex-President Trump is at the Plaza Hotel? Excuse me, Mr. Trump, where's the exit? Down the hall and to the left. Oh, no, the wet bandits are already here. Merry Christmas, little fella. Okay, well, you call the police, and you tell them what happened, okay? You tell the police. I know, but first, let's work together to stop the wet bandits. Okay. You do your psychic tapping to tell the police where we are, and I'm going to set some booby traps for these jerks. Okay, come on. Tap, 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 y'all. Bricks to the face. Yes. Watch out for that giant hole in the floor, Marv. There's my friend, the pigeon lady. Kevin, run! Harry and Marv are being attacked by pigeons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yay! Harry and Marv are being arrested. Woo! Woo! Honey, good job, Kevin. Good job. Oh, thank you. Now can you use your psychic powers to tell my mom I'm at the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree? Show will better. It is so. It's working. I think I see my mom. Kevin? Mom? Kevin. Mom, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. That's all you got to say. Merry Christmas, Mom. Merry Christmas, sweetheart. Bless you, psychic radio lady, and Merry Christmas. Well, wonderful. We need folks to stand in the gap for folks like that. That right there is a sign. Yeah, give yourself a hand. Thank you. Thanks for all the healing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is she crying at the end of that? Yeah, yeah, she got <laughs> emotional. I was so By the proud way, of that. Do you see me smiling? Look at my face. What the fuck, man? Don't ever Robin, do a phony Robin phone call like laughing. that. Robin, Robin's <laughs> lost her mind. Are you crazy? She been she been shutting that I, house too long. I love those phony phone calls. Sorry. <laughs> Thank yeah, but you, what Robin. you wouldn't love? Richard's been working on that since late October.
I'm telling you. I understand that it's too much for one simple phone call, but it's good. Please. The Christmas Rob. miracle. The miracle, you still have a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, Howard, now you have an excuse to watch Home Alone too. <laughs> no, you know what I have a show? When I fire you, Richard, and your wife leaves you, you'll be truly home alone, and then you can call You'll me. be looking for the pigeon homeless. lady. <laughs> I'll be homeless alone. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be siding with her. You'll be sharing I mean, a blanket with her. Yeah. Hey, what an opus. Home alone. Jeez. <laughs> anyway. Howard, yeah. Believe it or not, I get a lot of people that say that their kids love the Home Alone prank call. Like, I have people... This Name is, those not, people. Not, you sound like Amy Roback and TJ Holmes. I like, was going to say, yeah. I literally... <laughs> you I've, don't have a podcast about it. Yeah. I've had people come up to me and tell their kids, this is the Home Alone prank call guy. So, really? All right. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll I really believe have. you. <laughs> Who told you that? A famous Army general? <laughs> All right. General Mills, like you said. General yeah. Mills. All right. Thank you. All right. There, Richard's big uh, holiday. Everyone every year goes, where's Richard's Home Alone holiday phony phone call? There, you have it. Enjoy um, it. It's the last one. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm putting up with that. Grant, you're on the, just simple. Just fart into the microphone and make everyone laugh. Or just take oh, okay. your dick out and stick it in Sal's ear. And everyone you can do a million of those in the time. Oh, yeah. Spent. I love <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, Grant, you're on the air in Georgia. Go ahead. Hey now, Howard. Hey now. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Uh, oh man, I just want to tell y'all how much I love y'all and enjoy. Like I got an hour commute to work every morning, and y'all keep me very entertained. And uh, you know, Thank I, you. I really Thank hated you. to hear about Ralph. Man, that's, yeah, that's, Ralph uh, boy. That's yeah. heartbreaking. And um, well. oh yeah, I was uh, I was I've been checking the SiriusXM app like. Once the Carol of the Balls happened, I swear I was on there like every five minutes just waiting to see it. That was so funny. <laughs> Carol of the Balls is up there. I'm glad you said that, actually. Uh, go on the SiriusXM app. We have so many things, interviews, bits, uh, all full shows, half shows, yeah, but portions of shows. Yeah, but people don't think we celebrate Christmas. We do. So, Carol, Carol of the Balls. Of the balls. <laughs> Watch the Carol of the yeah. Balls with Richard and Sal. That's why I can't fire Richard. When he does that Carol of <laughs> the Balls, he's a hero. Now, I know, in I... the Howard Stern section of the SiriusXM app. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, Oh, look who it is. Stephen A. Smith, the famous sportscaster. Oh. Look at that. Stephen A. Smith, huh? Howard Stern, Robert. I, I, Robin, I mean, not Robert. I, I, Robert. Yeah, ro ro I am so distraught. By what I just heard by Richard. That has to be the most ridiculous phony phone call I've ever heard in my life. I mean, Richard, I'd rather watch Zillion and Williamson stuff down cheeseburgers before a basketball game to listen to a phony phone call like that. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. I'd rather I mean, listen to my parents have anal sex than listen to a phony phone call like that. Uh, Stephen <laughs> sorry, A., let me Stephen. say something. You're, you're so famous and you're such a talented broadcaster and you put so much work into your broadcast. When you hear something like that, that took him months. He's been working on it since October, this phony phone call with Home Alone 2. You probably never even saw Home Alone 2. You know, I'm more of a classic person. They say Home Alone 2 was a classic, but I'm more I'm more into part one. Part two, I don't understand anything about it. But apparently people must like it. But that phone call was ridiculous. Right. I'm trying to tell you, that was the worst thing I've ever heard in my damn life. Should Home I Alone fire Richard? Trash. Should I fire him? No, you, you ought to consider firing Richard if he makes another phony phone call like that. Thank God nobody gives a damn about 
Home Alone 2, 3, or 4. I don't know if it, anyone without Kevin McAllister was trash, but thank God there'll be no more phony phone calls after this. <laughs> yes, right. Steven, it stops, it stops at 2, because I don't think many yeah. people saw Part 3. There was no Macaulay Coke. And, 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 and God, God knows who... As Stephen A., a pigeon lady, what is that? What did pigeons don't sit on you? Of course they <laughs> the do. The only time pigeons sit no. on you is if you... I, I, I can't understand that. Pigeons won't be on you unless you got food on you. And how can you have food when you ain't got no damn money? I mean, come on. Right, 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 right. You know, you're right. You're right. You know a lot about sports and you know a lot about movies, obviously. Yeah, uh, and birds. Apparently. And birds. I mean, you're an expert. <laughs> you seem to know a lot. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you this woman was friends with birds. I mean, I, I can't understand the whole setup of the movie. It was just absolutely trash. Right. Richard, what right. did you do? I, I can't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. I can't believe Howard even played it on the air. Right. I, <laughs> I'm I, sorry, I, 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 After a beautiful tribute to Ralph by Pat Monahan, I, I ruined it by playing that. That's ridiculous. I brought everybody down. <laughs> I mean, I just don't get it. Why are you going near a woman in Central Park with pigeons all over her? Hell no! I wouldn't go nowhere near! You get hepatitis! If you were home alone and you were in trouble, you wouldn't go to a woman with pigeons all over her. She'd be the last There's person no you go to. There's no way in hell I'm going near a woman with pigeons! See, right. You Richard, you ruined the show! I didn't it write is your that. Ru you ruined it! <laughs> Stick to football talk! I'm only doing what was in the movie. I didn't write the movie. I mean, come meanwhile, on. Meanwhile, his Kansas City Chiefs lost. Ha ha. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs lost. Taylor Swift was in attendance. They're blaming the referees. Patrick Mahomes pissed off. That's that light skin energy. I'm telling you, Howard. Talk about <laughs> <All right>. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Listen, thank Talk you, Stephen. I hope the yeah. Chiefs never win again after that phone call. Hey. Right. <laughs> come on, Stephen. <laughs> okay, I'm a thank fan you, of Stephen. yours, buddy. <laughs> All right, pal. All right. All right. Thank you, Stephen A. Uh, that's it, Richard. You hear what Stephen A's got to say about Pigeon Lady and yeah, Home Alone 2. That's it, right? I, point well he's, taken. He's, he's right. Pigeons will give you a disease, right? right? Right, Stephen A? You'll get all kind of disease. Pigeons are basically rats with wings. Stay the hell away from them. All right. Thank you. <laughs> all right. I will do that. Chris says, I'm crazy if I fire you. He says, that was a great prank phone call. Go ahead, yes. Chris. Thank you, Chris. What the fuck are you thinking, Howard? <laughs> there you go. That's, that's the man gold, brother. You, you can't fire Richard over some stupid shit like that. What's going on, dude? All right. You're right. You're hired back, Richard. There you go. Thank, Thank you, you, Chris. Thanks All to right. Chris. Right. Appreciate All right. it. Now, now All I right. watch my day. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Love you guys. He's hired back. Love you, Chris. Hired back. Thank you. All right. Here's John says that was a great prank call. You see, yeah. if you're... Bet you, I, I, I mean, Jesus, enough with that. It's since October the guy's working on it. With the pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, John. John in Ohio. That was phenomenal. Uh, Richard is the king of stupidity. <laughs> I, was, I was driving and I almost drove off the road. It was, I was laughing the whole time. Thank you. There you Thank go. You, All right. There you How go. All right. How you stand in the way of that? I, 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 I'm Okay. Fine. Yeah, I'm going to give you the green light. Go do Home Alone 3 right now. Start working. <laughs> Not Home Alone 3, Richard. <laughs> no, I don't Please. even think I've seen Home Alone 3. <laughs> uh, Kevin in North Carolina, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, thanks. First time, long time. Um, you're awesome. Uh, this was a great uh, bit. I love the Home Alone bit. Oh, okay. the movie. There you go. Well, I stand, I stand corrected. Yeah, you hate it. Thanks. <laughs> 
Bye. There you go. Okay, I didn't know it was that big a deal. All right. Hey, by the way, as long as I got Richard here, uh, sorry, that was unprofessional. Um, <laughs> there are some people who wrote me. Let me get the fan mail. People wrote me about this. Uh, oh, I just realized I got to go into the city. Uh, so I got to end the show. So on do time. I. I've, I haven't yeah. had to say that in a long, long time. Yeah, and it takes me from where I live about 17 hours to get in because fucking traffic is so horrible. But, uh, well, you're going to wait until late again and go in in rush hour, aren't you? I am because I got to stop and uh, hang with my mother for a while. Oh, boy. How and my son, my son, my son. <laughs> Mom, do you have to be so dramatic? How is Beth? How is Beth? How is sweet Beth? Beth is fine. <laughs> my son, my son, my son. Mom, I love you. How's Beth? Beth's fine. Is she mad at me? No, she's not mad. I think she's mad. I can't wait. The suspense is killing me. What we'll talk about. It's uh, pretty much the same conversation. Yeah, so I, I got to see my mom. I got I got a lot of things to do today. So yeah, how traffic car. at Ro Rockefeller where we work is is wild. Right? Crazy, I'm sure. Yeah, because of the tree and everything going on. I know. They've got streets blocked off, you yeah. know, like you can't get across town. It's crazy. Which I love. I love that now, like, the street where the tree is is blocked off so you can walk on the street so the sidewalks aren't packed. Uh, but for traffic, like. it's bad. It's horrible. <laughs> Sorry, Howard. <laughs> it's horrible. I mean, really, <laughs> that tree and the carrying on, it's just, for anyone who works in Manhattan, they know what I'm talking about. It's just a fucking nightmare. I don't get it. They, See, they, I'm it's the so opposite. This is my favorite time of the year in oh, New York City. Bah humbug. <laughs> but, uh, and then, well, we got a big show for you tomorrow. That's the reason. Tomorrow, uh, we present uh, Remembering Legends. We're going to do a little holiday gift for you all. We think it's great. We, uh, we're going to celebrate some iconic musicians who died recently. And we'll have uh, Marin Morris. Oh, she's something. What a good-looking woman. Forget the talent. And now single. I know. I know. Oh, I was doing a uh, Marin Morris marathon last night. I was watching all her live performances, her videos. I mean, she's single. I, I She probably left a dude because no one would leave her. No one. I don't know what happened, but no one no, would they're leave not her. together. Anymore. She's an angel. Please. She's as perfect as they get. She well, can she sing her ass put, put whoever he was in all of her videos. It was that that quite song. The love is that right? Uh, yeah. Jesus. Well, anyway, she's coming in. She's going to do a tribute. And uh, I was that song, girl, that she did yeah. that riff. I got to remember tomorrow to ask her about that that specific riff. I know I've interviewed her about the song and she performed it on her show, but Beautiful. I want to know. I want to know everything about how she wrote that riff. But, uh, yeah, she's great. So Marin Morris is going to do a little tribute. I won't say to who yet. Uh, Charlie Puth's going to do a tribute. Adam Levine's going to do a tribute. And Dave Matthews is going to do a tribute. Wow. That's a lineup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a lineup. And uh, it'll be a nice show, you know, for the holidays. 
have a good See, time. We celebrate. Yeah. With with good stuff. Not not fucking treat. In the middle of a street where the traffic is all blocked off or I gotta work. Oh my god. Me coming into the city is a whole military operation. I gotta all I was worried about is what I'm gonna eat for dinner. Cause it's yeah, but a, your logistics are fucked up because you yeah. you travel at the worst time so you can complain about it. Yeah, but you see, that's the problem. I want to get in a nap this afternoon. So if I left now for the city, I'll have to skip my nap and then see my mother when I'm really woozy and I can't deal. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, it's like a thing. <laughs> you know oh what I mean? Goodness. I gotta be at the top of my game with that woman. <laughs> we had some wow. good times. I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know what I'm doing here. Mom, that makes two of us. I don't know what you're doing here either. <laughs> Trust me, I don't have the answer. I'm not God. You're not God. Uh... Well, anyway, my mom's appreciative, though. She told me, I have a great team. A great team. Who has this? Who has what I have? I go, I know exactly what you have. I'm paying for it all. <laughs> Your team. <laughs> Almost bankrupt. Holy cow. Medical care. Home care. Listen, it's unbelievable what it costs. It's pretty crazy. I mean, uh, holy mackerel. That's all I can say. Uh, I love my team. I go, yeah, I love your team too. <laughs> I put together that team. But she's doing fine. I mean. Well, good for her. Yeah, I mean, she was in some pain the other day. I go, Mom, you taking your morphine? What? How do I know? Now, well, did you it. ever think you'd be saying, Mom, did you take your morphine? I know. All those years I was doing quaaludes in my mom's backyard, and <laughs> she was suspicious, and now I'm hopping her up. Like, I'm like, <laughs> it's like weird. The, the roles have reversed. That's right. Yeah, she gets to nod. I used to nod. Now she gets the nod. <laughs> I go with my friends in the backyard, set up a nice chaise lounge, take a couple of quaaludes, go right out. I'd be sleeping outside, wake up like hours later. <laughs> now my mom's asleep in the bed on her morphine. I'm the one who needs the morphine. But, uh, well, it turns out my mom would fall asleep and then no one wanted to wake her. So she was skipping her morphine and then she'd be in pain. Oh, Yeah. So now I got the schedule. Now we're wake back. Her up and give her her morphine. Yeah, yeah. Why are wow. you waking me up? Because you're gonna get some morphine. <laughs> <laughs> trust me, you'll go right back. Yeah, yeah, trust me, you'll be happy in about five minutes. <laughs> uh, old age is awesome. That's what I said, man. If I go, I want to go like Norman Lear. Norman Lear was a hundred one, and the guy was working right up until the end. He was in really good shape. Uh, that's the way to do it. But you know. He's the lucky one. I don't know you how you live. You don't get lift choices in this. No, stuff. you don't. I don't think so. Mm-mm. No, you don't. It hits you the way it hits you. I just saw uh, Danny Bonaducci from the Partridge family had to retire. I didn't even know he was still on the radio, but he was working at a great radio station. He was on KZOK in Seattle. Yeah, I've been reading um, about his condition for a while. He actually... Made a a statement about it on the air when yes. he first had to start cutting back on his workload. 
I didn't even know he was still on the radio. I'm impressed with him. He had a very successful radio career. And as you know, it is not easy to hold an audience's attention. Bonaducci, 64. I can't believe he's 64. Will retire in Palm Springs as well as keep a place in Seattle. Thank you for 12 years, amazing years on KZOK. KZOK is a great station, legendary. I know when I was starting out, I used to read about that. I was like, oh, if I could only get a job on KZOK. But it says here, last week, Bonaducci posted on Twitter that he has hydrocephalus, a neurological disorder caused by an abnormal buildup of cerebrospinal fluid. Cerebrospinal fluid. Yeah, cerebral fluid and cavities deep within the brain. The excess fluid causes the cavities to widen, putting harmful pressure on the brain tissue, according to the National Institute of Health. Jesus. Well. He had to have a drain installed. Really? Mm. I'm sure. Because that's the only way to get the fluid out of there. Old age is a bitch. Well, I hope he does okay. Nice guy. Used to always come to all of our, uh, we used to have a, Funerals and things. He would come on the air when we would uh, defeat another radio station. Danny always showed up. Very lovely guy. Well, and that show that he did on TV, Breaking Bonaducci, was the best. The best. It's crazy, but the best. I thought you were going to say the Partridge family. Fuck the Partridge family. <laughs> Breaking Bonaducci. That was a show. Partridge family. (laughs) I mean, the way those partridges sang is a miracle. They have had a hit song, Travel Around on that shithole bus with that fucking ridiculous manager. That's the pits of show business. (laughs) Great. They're rock stars. They got a tour with their mom. Yikes. What'd you want to say, Gary? I was going to say, one of the things I loved about Danny on the air always is like he would just talk about anything and he talked about all the crazy drug use he had. And I remember he was the first person I remember hearing it going, wow, to say that heroin is like better than sex. And I thought, oh, <laughs> that heroin must be something. Yeah. Wow. Cause but I'm I can't not imagine. Try it. No, yeah, no, I no. can't imagine anything better than sex. Like sex is amazing. I thought heroin was for people who couldn't get sex. I told you once I was listening to a radio program and this former cocaine addict said about the same thing. And he started describing and I had to turn it off because I said, that's too good. And that's a commercial. Yeah, that's a commercial. (laughs) Like that's like me talking about Metamucil. Right. Or Steven Singer, you know, ridiculous. Wow. So, you know, well, the question is, did Danny uh, hurt his health with all his wild years? But or was this something that would have happened anyway? You never know. I'm not sure. I kept thinking, like, for all the crazy shit he went through and then he got past it. It sucks Mm -hmm. like that. Like that didn't kill him. And if this I don't know if this is going to kill him, but it's a bummer that he got through all that. Now this happens. Look, something's going to kill all of us. But you'd like to think that while you're alive, you could live relatively pain free. That's why, in all seriousness, I feel bad for my mom. It's just like an awful ending for her to be in pain all the time. It drives me crazy. It's really a a, a deep sadness within me because, you know, my mom lived a good life in terms of, you know, doing the right thing in life. And well, that shows you that it doesn't count. Doesn't count. People go, quote unquote, right thing. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't count. You know, and you got guys like Hitler, never had a bad day in his life. 
Well, he would have had some bad days coming, but he said, right. I think I'll go. You beat it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm coming into the city and I'm all bummed out about it. Turns into a whole, day, you know, and I have my routine, Robin. I like to walk I, every day. And you, you put everything into that routine. You won't vary it. And so you suffer. Yep. I do. I'm going like to suffer today. today. Well, I'm suffering for the audience <laughs> because they're going to get the big show tomorrow. Marin Mars, Charlie Puth, Adam Levine, and Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews uh, recorded his song. Everybody else is going to be performing live. Yeah. So that's going to be uh, so be much good show. fun. Yeah. By the way, I just want to go back for a moment because you sort of glossed over turning around and going honk honk on quack, uh, quack. Beth's, Beth's breast. Yeah, yeah. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. They are not speed bags. No, Hanging first of all, from an end of a rope. I'm trying to be funny for you, but I said to Beth, "Can I, can I touch your boob before I go?" And I barely touched it, and uh, and uh, I always get permission. And okay, all right, yeah. I'm a, I'm a complete I just, gentleman. I like the idea that you would go just grab and go. You I know, go, honey. Whatever you did. Can I have some titty? And then uh, she said, um, "Yes." She gets sense. But she all says, right. "You're so immature. You're such a child." Because yeah. a surprise uh, attack is not fun. No, no, never, never. A surprise attack. She'll beat me up. I can't <laughs> surprise attack anybody. I'm not that kind of guy. I, all right, all right. I just wanted to make sure. And it's in- educational for the other people out there who are going yeah. honk when they Listen, touch their honest. wives' breasts. I didn't do Hong Kong. Robin has PTSD from dudes grabbing her boobs, so she knows. <laughs> believe me. Those things, it's hard to keep your hands off them. Uh this is the 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 hook I was over and over again again I'm playing it that Wait, here oh. it is. That gets me every time. Still. It's good. And the other performance of hers that was great was when she was with the high women in our studio. And I I still go online and watch that. And I read the comments underneath. And so many fans love that. They did a Fleetwood Mac song, the ladies. And they did a beautiful job with it. It is so good. And the recording is so good. And the camera work is so good from our studio that it's one of the most popular videos on there when they do that. This one. And it's great. All right. But I don't want to get into that. We'll do music tomorrow. We'll do music tomorrow. Um, yeah. Fans still writing in about Ralphie Boy. We just had Pat Monahan here. He did a song that was so nice. Fred wrote it and Pat recorded it with Train. Uh, I Howard, think that I... deserves another play. Okay. Maybe at the end of this show I'll play it. How do you like that? All right. Would you like that? Okay. I, would I like spent that. days. I spent days down a Ralph rabbit hole listening uh, to some of the many highlights from the show. Still not ready to accept his loss. Glad you're back live this morning. Hearing Ralph critique women with a laser pointer during my formative years is probably where my body image issues were born. But no regrets. I've got a good therapist. <laughs> I'll miss Ralph forever. Uh, rest in peace, Ralph. If there's one story that epitomizes Ralphie Boy, it's the Hamptons one. What a classic night. Yeah. My friend, uh, my friend Billy's a cop. He told me his favorite Ralph memory. People are writing me with Ralph memories. He says, yeah, 
Ralph came to visit out in the Hamptons, and uh, I had to pick him up. He was in someone's backyard, passed out in a hammock. <laughs> oh, my God. He found the wrong house. Yeah, he found the wrong house. He was sleeping in somebody's backyard. <laughs> You know, when I told that story last week about, you know, him at the bar and it was like shallow Hal, he was dancing with the old ugly lady. I yeah. completely forgot. Someone had texted me. He was staying at your house, right? And all his stuff yeah. was there. Yeah. He never went back to the house. Ralph just, I don't know how Ralph went home. I mean, home, home to New Jersey. And yeah. we didn't hear from him for 16 hours. We know what the fuck happened. Wow. And he just turned up and he's like, uh, I can't talk about it. And we never knew what happened. Uh, a lot of people sent me some uh, voicemail. Angry Alice sent a voicemail about Ralphie. Howard, oh. yeah, I heard that Ralph is dead. And uh, even though we had our difference in the past, he seemed like he was a nice guy. Maybe he was doing it for the show when he called me a bitch. When I don't even know what it's like to be a bitch because I hate sex, so how can I be something that I'm not? Oh, now you, uh, I love you, Howard. Now you know what the, now you know how I feel. Losing loved ones is a painful fucking bullshit. There you go. Uh, we're renaming her Solemn Alice. Her last couple of phone calls have been very solemn. I didn't really understand her point, though. She says, how can you call me a bitch because I don't have sex? So uh, yeah, what is that, that about? Yeah, that threw me because mm-hmm. a bitch is just the name for a female dog. I see. Well... Whatever, I'm not going to complain about it because then she'll start yelling at me. Um, hey, we heard from your boyfriend, Ham Hands oh. Bill. Ham Hands Bill. Oh, he, he, I, I hesitate playing this. He's sharing. A, maybe I was woozy last night and tired, but I was listening Pardon. to this message from Ham Hands Bill. He says, I want to share a memory of Ralph with you. And I don't know if I zoned out. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Maybe you do. You speak his language. Here we go. This is Ham Hans. Bill, my condolences to Ralph's family, to you, Howard, Beth, Robin, and the staff. My interaction with Ralph, my memory. Ralph was the one who told Robin, sit on Ham Hans, Bill, lap. And Robin, very sweet, she said, I don't want to hurt him. I said, Robin, come, don't see, <laughs> don't worry about it, sit on my lap. She came. Her sweet round butt cheeks felt pretty good on my stick. Oh. I'm going to miss you, Ralph. Love you. Uh, now I got it. I must have been sleepy. Yeah. 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 He had won the contest. <laughs> wow. Panties. And, and Ralph, Ralph was the one who on said. Sit on his lap. Ay vey. <laughs> and you listened to him? And you went on the lap? <laughs> I was in shock. <laughs> he says your uh, butt cheeks felt good on his heart on. So there you go. Panties. <laughs> Ralph's legacy. Uh, we heard uh, Fred's song for Ralph. He's not the only one. Uh, here's one to Billy Joel. She's always a woman to me from Daniel Mendelssohn. You know Daniel. He's got a good voice. Yeah. Here he, he wrote a song. He would call up the show with his juicy opinion. You're a fucking idiot. He would get Howard dressed for every talk show appearance. That's it. Exactly. He'd be wielding that red laser pointer with glee. I'm being honest with you. We'll miss him forever. Our dear fallen brother, Ralphie. Hey, now. 
He loved badgering sapphires and grabbing free food. I could give a shit what you think. Apple products, TV shows, put him in a good mood. Big fan, big fan. And there's no better caller in Stern Show history. You can't get any better than this. We're just all so heartbroken to be without our friend Ralphie. I might have been annoying. I'm sorry to anybody who I offended. Oh, we will miss you, Ralphie. With wild he turned into a miserable. Don't act like this is all on and me. With Baba Booey. I don't have to explain myself to you. Of course you don't. You're Ralph. You're Ralph the God. Oh, Ralph the God. please don't leave us, Ralphie. Bye for now. Give us just one more call. <laughs> one more call with Ralphie. Very nice. Daniel Mendelssohn's got some voice, huh? Who is that guy, Daniel Mendelssohn? I'm writing the songs for the show Have for years. Have we seen him? Maybe that'll ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> we must have seen Daniel Mendelssohn. We, yeah, we've seen him. We had him on stage with us, I think, at the birthday show. Maybe. He's a cantor. He's a cantor in a, in a temple. That's what I thought. I thought yeah. a long time ago you said he, he actually works at a temple. It's yeah. the voice you hear. What a voice. Let's see, here's another song. This, this, some fans are still wondering about Ralph's sexuality. Uh, it's like, <laughs> I've been high, I've been drunk around Ralph. He's massaged my cock. I have not. Stop it. We're simply wondering, was Ralph Cinderella gay? Simply <laughs> wondering, was Ralph Cinderella gay? Everyone is always consumed with whether Ralph is gay or not. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that laugh. Uh, fans seem to, uh, Love hearing the Howard 100. Many fans wrote in uh, with their own thoughts about who should have been on the Howard 100 list. Oh. How, how the hell did, did you Ronnie... miss someone? <laughs> well, this one says, how the hell did Ronnie not make it into the Howard 100? I thought for certain he'd be in the top 20. He didn't even make the list. The man has given us... That's true. Well, listen, that's the problem with the list. Not everybody agrees with it, but uh, he says Ralph, Ronnie has... I mean, Ronnie with his wedding was a big part of the show this year. That's right. The man has given us countless hours of entertainment thanks to the wedding alone. Okay. Uh, Adam Duritz definitely deserves to be on that list. I don't know how he kept it together singing those lyrics about uh, Metamucil. <laughs> He's a consummate professional. I love uh, Howard. I love Adam's rendition of Metamucil, man. So soulful. Adam made that ridiculous song romantic. Strong work. Howard, I'm glad Post Malone made the list. The cover of uh, Them Bones is fire. Yes, agreed. And, um, oh, so, so people uh, wrote in about, the, at the end of the uh, Howard 100, I played a list of all the things I hated in 2023, Robin. And uh, Yes. I guess some of the the guys who work here were wondering if there was anything I hated most of all. So Richard Christie put together a hate list brackets for me to complete, which I'll be happy to do. I hadn't seen this. Uh, which does Howard hate more, parades or candles? Parades. That's an easy one. Parades are horrible inventions. They're unless it's for military. I get that. End of World War II. Those guys deserved a fucking parade and a half. Everyone's standing there. Uh, uh, cheering them on short of a military parade fuck you i mean my god what it does to traffic i wouldn't mind if you had a parade go to like uh the giant stadium parking lot hold it there but do not hold it in the middle of manhattan 
And everybody's all uptight. Whatever they are, they want a parade. You know what you are? You're an American. Stop with all the hyphens. Just be an American. No more parades. Candles. You know what? If the power goes out, I need a candle. A candle's useful. The reason I don't like candles is that my wife burns them, and then I'm neurotic all night that she's going to burn down the house. So And not um, blow it out? That's right. But, but short of that, I, I understand a candle. Uh, what do you hate more? Orchestrated fun or Ozempic? No, orchestrated fun. Orchestrated I don't. Orchestrated fun. Yeah, well, exactly. What's your definition of orchestrated fun? Like you mean like um, people getting together for a party? I don't remember exactly why you said you said, hate that, but yeah, like just <laughs> you know getting together to to have fun and do maybe yeah, go I, to a show or something. I, I like, like Ozempic. karaoke or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like get together and go do I, karaoke. Yeah, I hate when we have plans and it's orchestrated fun. Yeah, I do hate that more than Ozempic because at least with Ozempic, I know it will reduce obesity in America, which will reduce our medical costs in America. So maybe there's something positive Plus, there. We're yeah. going to give it to Richard, and he's never going to drink a beer again. And I'll look good when I'm naked on the show. They have discovered that these weight loss drugs stop people from drinking, too. Really? Oh, that's amazing. Jeez. But, you know, see, these are all things that you used to to all have willpower for, and now people don't even have to have willpower. I really do hate Ozempic. God, I was looking at Oprah and Gail King are so skinny now, and I was like, oh, my God. And, again, they claim they're not doing it. Oprah's running around like she's a supermodel. Like a teenager with a the, yeah. the special out, super skin tight outfits. And, Somebody said, how do yeah. you feel? As I feel better than I look. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love your Oprah impression, Robin. Not bad, actually. Uh, Howard, what do you hate more, balloons or squirting porn? Uh, I hate squirting porn. It's so vile. How do you ruin porn? Like, porn is so great. Seeing naked girls having sex. Is so amazing and that you can get it on the internet for free. Oh my God. And then they ruin it with like these girls peeing out of their hole right in your face. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> they, they ruin, how, they, you know, it, sometimes things shouldn't go too far. <laughs> but, um, oh, I just got handed a note. I mentioned hating orchestrated fun in reference to America's Got Talent. Well, that I really do hate when they oh, would say when they get together. they would say go down to the green room to you know to the to the Snapple room they called it and and I didn't even like that like like they, they, everything had to be sponsored over there. It was like you know they, can we can we stop with the Snapple room? Don't you, can't you guys just run commercials and just call that the green room? Can you go down to the Snapple room and? You know, how he's going to pop out of a cake and Mel B's going to do this. And I go, come on, guys. It's it's so like orchestrated fun. Like it's fake. Like I'm not going to right. go downstairs. You know, and, when you go downstairs, you better be having fun, whether it's fun yeah. or not. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Heidi's going to do this. How he's going to do this. And Mel B's going to do this. And you're going to and then you're going to act surprised. And I'm like, oh, what just taser my nuts on camera okay how's that we'll do it right here in my dressing room the audience will be way more it's not natural natural. fun it's not natural (laughs) yeah so but i guess squirting eh, eh, orchestrated fun or ozempic i guess i hate i hate orchestrated fun so much 
balloons or squirting porn. I told you, squirting porn. Balloons I hate because birds die from from the balloons. So I guess balloons more than squirting porn. I can avoid squirting porn, but I can't believe that people still buy balloons and release them into the air and then the birds die. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that more than I hate squirting porn. <laughs> so there you go. And now, so now out of the winners of those three, it was well, you got four being pranked or watching oh. sports. I, oh, okay. I like what, you know, I, I like watching sports for, you know, it, occasionally because the athleticism is so great, whether it be tennis or basketball, especially a uh, football, amazing athletes, but uh, being pranked, I fucking hate. I hate pranks. I don't want to be pranked. I don't want to prank anyone. It's just, I just want to be left alone. Just leave me alone. If Why you me? really cared about the athleticism of athletes, you would have to watch tennis because they are the greatest. I enjoy Let tennis. I enjoy Let tennis once in a Let while. I can watch it. All right. I just don't have a lot of time because I'm trying to complete it's a the series. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to complete a series of paintings and paintings take time. So it's either watch two fucking idiots hit the ball back and forth or <laughs> develop my own artwork. And I'd rather do that. So there you go. Now, what do you want? So now, now why are you not of- gone, Richard? You bangered Now out of parades, orchestrated fun, sporting oh. porn, and... Well, give him more bracket. Being pranked. Being pranked. What, what do you oh, hate that's most interesting. of those for? Okay. Okay, got you. Out of parades, orchestrated fun, <laughs> uh, balloons... Oh, you hated balloons more than sporting yeah. porn? Or being okay. pranked, which is the number yes. one thing? Yes. Mm. Or, or you could go two and two and then pick it. Oh, between parades and orchestrated fun? I gotta, yeah. I gotta, I gotta give it to orchestrated fun. I fucking hate that. When they would say it to me, I said, can you guys just pull the nails out of my fingers? Because, dude, I just don't want to be on camera having orchestrated fun. I just don't want to be on America's Got Talent with people, my fans watching me pretend to be doing, you know, things. So you hate that more than parades? Yeah. Yeah. More than parades, I hate orchestrated fun. Right. Parades and then are between, easier to avoid, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and then balloons are being pranked. Uh, I hate... I don't want to be pranked. So I guess it's between <laughs> pranks... Or, and the birds. <laughs> pranks or orchestrated fun. Mm. Both of which uh, were part of AGT, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the beginning, they wanted, you know, well, Howie, they told how, like, you know, gee, you used to prank Piers Morgan and how, and Howard's the new Piers Morgan. So you should, and I just, uh, I sat down with Howie and I told you, I like Howie. I've always been a fan of his. And I went, dude, don't go there with me. I'll tell you what's going to happen. You're going to fuck with me one time and I'm going to get so angry and I'll just hit you over the head with a hammer. Like, I, I won't even prank you. I'll just, I'll hurt you. I'll just That'll destroy you. Yeah, I'll destroy you, and then I'll sick my fans on you, and it'll be it'll be awful. And he goes, "Okay, got it." I go, "I don't want to be Piers Morgan having you lock me in my room by pushing a refrigerator in front of the door." Message you know what received. I, mean? I like you, and I don't want to. I don't want to ruin your life. I really don't. He listened. He did. He did. He. I, I was thing. so message received. No cameras around. I pull him into my dressing room, and I go, Howie. Uh, let me tell you how this is going to go. And I'm being upfront with you. I get crazy. I don't want to be the butt of your jokes on TV. Let's just respect each. I respect your talent. You respect me. You want to argue with me about my opinion? Fine. 
but you prank me, I'm going to go to war with you. And it, we're going to hate each other. I've gone to war with other people, and I don't, they always lose in the end. And I don't want you to lose. You're a nice man. Uh, when someone pranks me, I respond with violence. <laughs> and I make people miserable. I've made people miserable for doing nothing. Just cause I, I, just cause I'm an angry guy. So, so don't make me angry with you, please. I'm begging you. It's like, on the original Hulk, when Bruce Banner would say, please, he, there'd be five guys surrounding Bruce Banner. He was a nice guy. He was a doctor. He was trying to help mankind. Had a horrible accident where gamma rays affected him, and he turned into the Hulk. And all he had to do is remain calm. He didn't want to be the Hulk. He didn't want to be in trouble. He'd say to the criminals, please, you have no idea what it's going to be like if I get angry. And they were like, yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. And all of a sudden, he'd go, then his eyes would turn white like he had cataracts and he went get the fuck over here you fucking asshole I'm gonna kill you I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna take off on Howie Howie's a a good guy so please you won't like what happens when I get angry please don't turn me into the Hulk You know, I have a very fragile ego. I don't feel good about myself, and the only way I can fight back is to lash out. It's not even humorous when I lash out. It's just ugly. Vicious. Vicious. (laughs) And he was like, okay, point well taken. So I'm guessing that's your number one in your bracket, being pranked? Uh, It's between pranks and orchestrated fun, huh? Yeah, I hate orchestrated fun, but I hate pranks more. I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind pranking other people. Oh no, you prank pranked, all the time. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I just don't like being pranked. So there you go. All right, that was a good bracket. Thank you. Thanks, Richard. Thank you, Howard. Yeah, Thanks. yeah. When yeah. you know, oh, uh, as long as I got you here, Richard was devastated by this weekend's Kansas City Chiefs loss. The fans want to give Richard some tough love. Come on, Richard. It was a good call. They've been making these calls all season. Suck it up. After complaining about that offensive offsides call, today is the day Patrick Mahomes jumped the shark. If you ask me, Richard's guy Mahomes is turning into a little bitch. Oof. Ooh. Disagree. Uh. Disagree. He's passionate for his team. Uh, yeah, but most people feel that you... We're a little out of line. In other words, the call was a decent call. Just whoa. (laughs) Good one. By the way, Patrick Mahomes is now saying he regrets how he acted after the loss. So there you go. Well, I I regret how I acted after that loss, too. I was screaming just like he was. Uh, Oprah is looking very svelte, as you just pointed out, Robin. And so is Gail. And people did write in on our discussion about Ozempic. Howard, Weight Watchers is promoting the use of Ozempic. You can get it through them. I She's know prob- that, and I've said that, but she claims she didn't do it. Uh, this listener wrote, she's probably on it, but doesn't want to admit it. Now, I don't know. Would Oprah do that? I think that would be weird. Uh, Howard, doesn't Weight Watchers give out Ozempic now? If Oprah is on one, she's probably on the other. Well, she is on Weight Watchers. She's the president of Weight Watchers. She bought the company. Uh, well, here, here, 
Even though she's looking very thin these days, Oprah has denied using Ozempic. She called it the easy way out and says that she's hiking a lot to stay in shape. She probably hiked to New York from California. She, she climbed Kilimanjaro, I guess. <laughs> right. I think she walked around the earth. Uh, Peloton recently invited her and Gail King to a hiking class where they surprised Oprah with a basket of bread. Why the fuck would they do that? What? And there's a picture here of Gail and Oprah eating bread while they're on the Peloton. They got to be on something, those two. They got no, look at that. They're eating bread this while they're on the... what a, I'm saying. She had gotten a bit thin, but now look, she's got a waist she never had look, before. Look there's at Oprah, Oprah eating bread on the Peloton while she's, while she's walking. And so you tell me she got the willpower to lose all this weight? I need an investigation. <laughs> Uh, let's go to Colin in Illinois. Colin, what's on your mind? Oh, Howard, I, uh, I've been, uh, I've been going through some stuff lately with, uh, my mental health with my wife, especially it's, uh, seems like it's getting better, but I have just been feeling so hopeless and especially with, uh, everything that happened with Ralph, it's made it even, uh, more confusing because the it's not endless, but I don't know when it's going to end. And what can I do for you, uh, Colin? I understand you're having some troubles. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, my uh, so my wife and I were separated for a while, and um, we're back together, but there is no intimacy at all. Oh. And it's been yeah, I've been I have a hard time with my mental health. Like I've been so depressed. I'm like. I just don't know what to do. I'm like, when is this going to end? Is it ever going to get better? And yeah, so I figured, uh, who better to help me than Howard? Well, first of all, your wife, you and your wife haven't had sex for how long? Uh, it's been like three months now. Why don't you uh, do a podcast with her? I'll listen to that. <laughs> yeah, and you go on and you go, what, where is my sex already? I mean, what, what am I doing here with you? Well, uh, I mean, you it's know. like. It, I think it's going to get better. Like we were just talking about it actually while I was waiting on hold with you. And she's like, uh, she's just not ready yet. It was just, I fucked up a bunch and no, you cheated. Like, cheat on her. And no, oh. no, I was just, an what'd asshole. you do? What'd you do? I just treat her like shit. I just treat her uh, like shit for a yeah, while. That'll time. do it. I didn't realize it. Yeah. And we were what like, what did you I do then? Like, what did, how did you treat your wife how like were shit? You shitty. Yeah. Describe um, your shittiness. <laughs> every day i'd come home and she'd be busting her ass and i'd be like why isn't this done why isn't that this isn't good enough i just i made her feel so just bad and stuff and i didn't realize did you did you make long. the mistake of honking her boobs and going quack, quack. <laughs> honestly i definitely there was plenty of honking um right. <laughs> nah, so I, I put that on the list of things that you know not gonna do anymore um oh, but no that. uh I mean, it's like I'm. It's been getting better. It's just, well, why, I, what I am I supposed to say, dude? I mean, if you fucked up, you know what you got to do. You got to go into therapy. You got to learn how to love someone. You got a lot of yeah, hard work ahead of you. You know, your wife's yeah. not your it's slave. It's not just stopping things, Howard. You've got to develop yeah. the loving portion right. of of the relationship. You've got to start loving her in a way that she understands she's appreciated. I got to tell yeah. you, dude. You know, women aren't that much into looks that's a that's guys guys are visual women are into like a nice guy you know they want a guy who treats them the right way so you know you got to learn how to do that 
You know what? What what a good tip is. Uh, whenever my wife's mad at me, I clean something in the house. Uh, chicks get horny for that. They dike it. They like when you clean something in the <laughs> house. Right. When you I have empty been, the I've trash. Been cleaning for, yeah. I've been Do cleaning the dishes. since July. I've been cleaning oh, everything wow. since you really July. Fu- you're a real fucking nut job. I we mean, were, you're an animal. I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was bad. We have three kids and... um. You sound like a nice guy, too. That's what's so tricky well, about he's you. nice with us. Yeah. Try yeah. be. You know what? Pretend your wife is me and then just uh, <laughs> act like this. Here's my well, advice. I'm, I'm in a lot. <clears throat> I'm in a lot of therapy. So oh, okay. I've been uh, I'm like I started back in October. I actually had. So I, I, I don't know. I was um, very I almost didn't make it through with my depression and uh so I've been going through a lot of therapy and stuff. Right, well, you're doing the right thing. Let's hope you have a good therapist. I got to tell you, that th- whole therapy industry is very tricky. There's some yeah. really, sh- there's some super shitheads out there who pretend like they're therapists. But then there's some real deal therapists who are real good. Uh, I worry about that. You know, th- that industry needs to be monitored closely, much closer than they do. Like, what kind of credentials does your therapist have? Is, is, is your therapist just some yenta who hung a sign on her door? Honestly, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> yeah. legitimate practice. You don't even know. Um, you don't even know. It's a, like, it's a psychiatrist's office. Oh, okay. Right. So it's, like, it's an office, Howard. You, know? yeah, you go yeah. into an office or you go into someone's, you go into someone's yeah, house or you go into an office. <laughs> it's an office. Okay. So oh, okay. You're ahead of the game. I know somebody yeah. who goes to like a restaurant and meets their therapist. I know one woman, she's pumping a whole bunch of dough and turned out, she finally asked what the therapist uh, was and then turned out she was an astrologer. Or she reads the fucking tarot oh, cards and shit. Yeah, yeah, no, careful. they're definitely qualified. I believe, and um, it's just there's so much. That's one of the things I realized is how or my childhood was just so fucked up. And uh, that's it. Like it all comes back to your childhood. When I was young. Yeah, and what and happened did, to you? So m- my parents got divorced when I was really young, mm-hmm. and okay. uh, I was uh, I was like I used as a uh, between them. I was always. Did you uh, ever? Did you uh, ever? No. Were you ever so bad you complained about your wife's weight to her? Uh, I I don't think so. But she said that after our uh, second baby or one of them that she said I I didn't treat her the same because uh, she gained a bunch of weight. I didn't. I'm like I don't mm. see it that way. I've always thought that I, but I always thought that I treated her well. But then uh, you know it's like you do some self-reflection yeah, you were angry she got heavy and you were you were sending out a bad vibe that's it man. let's also say Apparently. this when somebody tells you something don't say i don't see it that way <laughs> yeah no yeah no. and never say I, that I, too. I <laughs> yeah. well and i've had i have such a hard time with my uh my mental health and so it's like part of my i'll be like oh well it's it's this or it's that what do you so what's going was, on with you with like um are you jerking off a lot no, I can't even do that. It doesn't. It just depresses me. It makes me feel worse. What? So yeah, I don't so know. So you waiting just, for her to what? Has she even given you a hand job or anything in three months? <laughs> no, no. We haven't even kissed since October. Oh, I don't care yeah. about that. I'm, I'm talking about a hand job. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but I'm, the I'm kissing comes before like, the hand job. Yeah. Oh, it does. Yeah. Not in my house. <laughs> First hand job, then we'll kiss. <laughs> Oh god! I'm a weirdo, yeah, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? That'd be fine with me, honestly. That'd be fine with me. But and what about do you? The, uh, do you sleep in the same bed? Um. Well, 
Yes, yes. So, so that that yeah. uh, since like Thanksgiving, so it's it's at least been getting better there. Um, there you go. So because I wasn't okay, even I was in the right direction. Yeah, why don't you do what yeah, Ronnie like does? Said, Put on some porn and then uh, just let your <laughs> penis rest against her ass, and maybe something will happen. That's what Ronnie does. Yeah. Well, that was not very effective before. So I don't think it would be that effective now. It might work. Uh, might uh, hurt me more than it would help me at this point. Well, Colin, <laughs> listen to me. If you love your wife, be nice to her because you sound real nice on this phone call. So you're capable of being nice. And if you're angry with your wife, go to your therapist and say, what the fuck's with all this anger? Help me out here. Yeah, I got a lot. The of one that. person who loves me, I'm being angry with. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and And just don't express that with her. Because you right. know that's not going to help your relationship. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't really been angry anymore. It's just I've just been so depressed. <sighs> and, uh, and don't oh, hunker titties. Like, yeah. Don't don't hunker titties. Okay, that's a big not. one. That's a quack, big quack. Quack. Okay. That's a big quack, that's a big one. That's a big no no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Colin. You hang in there, pal. Especially with that mental health stuff. You keep going. Keep therapy, working okay? at it. Keep working. Pal. Okay. I will. Thank don't you. Give Love you guys. Don't give up. Be nice to your wife. All right. You gotta be yeah, nice. everybody, be nice to your wife. Yeah, don't be a dick. Quack, quack. If you hate her that much, let her out of her misery. Right. Just be honest with her. Say, I really hate you, and I don't know why, but you don't need to be miserable with me. That's all there is to it. Hey, uh, That's Justin. doing you both a favor. Yeah. I'm angry with Fred, so I don't... Uh, I don't make love to him anymore. You haven't slept with him. I haven't slept with him in over a year. <laughs> Go ahead, Justin. Hey, Howard. Hey, Robin. Love you guys. Hi. Love you. Thanks. So last week you were talking about, you know, revenge, the nerds. When they do on the, when they go on the panty raid or whatever, there's a guy in Denver now breaking into women's houses, stealing panties. And I guess a woman, he pushed a woman up against the wall. She got him a couple of times with a knife, not real, probably not good stab wounds or, you know, killed him, obviously, but he got away. Uh, but I think it's funny and kind of want to get your take on it and something they're reporting on the news. J.D. needs to pull clips because the local Denver affiliates, the woman just now, like, look, was like, had, she looked like deer in headlights when the older man reporter is talking about it. And he's not saying underwear. He's saying panties. And it's just funny because they're like, you know, well, you. What do you let me uh, clarify, Justin, if you, real quick, because I don't want to yes, spend sir. too much time yes, on panties. But uh, you're saying there's a guy <laughs> in Denver running around, breaking into women's house, trying to steal their panties in the middle of the night. So, yeah, I mean, and I know it's happened before, you know, ridiculous. in other cities and other towns, but it's been a while since somebody's actually reported on it or one what a that fucking I loser you know it's a compulsion but these guys i mean you know what if i was going to break into someone's oh, house i'd disgusting. steal something valuable i wouldn't break in and risk my life for panties i mean what a weirdo it's horrible and I the mean, uh, I, I forget it i don't want to talk about it it's so upsetting so many weirdos out there i mean you know what i did want to talk about though robin this um I don't understand. I figure John Hine can weigh in on this. McDonald's has a new spinoff restaurant that competes with What's Starbucks. That? It's called a coffee here. place. Well, that's what I mean. I'm a little here. Hold on. I wrote it down because I, I when I heard about this, I said we should talk about this on the show. And it's called 
McDonald's has opened a chain of spinoff restaurants called Cosmics, but it's C-O-S-M-C-S, like McDonald's, like Cosmics. And they will be drive through only. So I think what they're doing is they're offering coffee and stuff, like high-end coffees, but you drive through, which might be, so might be a big like idea. So it's Donuts. Now, Dunkin' Donuts, don't you have to get out of your car to go in and... No, uh, wh- that, they have dr- had drive throughs for a long time. Oh, I didn't even know that. Hey, John, what do you make of this? Is it good or is it bad? Now, the place is called Cosmics, like you said, and C-O-S-M-C-S. And what they're trying to do is get in on the Starbucks Sonic beverage market so you can go of course they do because it must piss off mcdonald's they're sitting there making burgers and fries and hiring all these kids these other places are just offering some drinks and maybe a bunch of muffins i mean it's yeah they don't even have kitchens those stars yeah and can you imagine the the profit in it it must be huge right john that that's the thing the margins are a fortune i mean you make a starbucks as you know makes a fortune and any of those drinks that are made cost nothing and they can charge, you know, a pretty penny. But what they're doing, what they're trying to do is leverage the McDonald's brand with it. So they'll have a couple of McDonald's offerings with like the egg McMuffin and things like that to go with the caffeinated mm. drinks and coffee. So are you but against I, this? I am. Why? Because I don't think, because I don't think it's consistent with McDonald's brand. Like don't call it cosmics, call it, mcdonald's beverages or something like like you know stick true to what works they are taking a character from the 90s which was this alien that came down and wanted to give ronald mcdonald something to drink it's it's just a a bad move from the marketing perspective turns you off yeah from the business perspective makes a ton of sense i mean but they're going to open new locations that are going to be dedicated solely to this business i think eventually they're going to turn into regular mcdonald's long term what if they called it mcdonald's drive through or something like that even though they always had a drive through but what if they just call it like the drive through or something would you be okay with that i mean i think yeah, I, I don't like the idea of making it after, you know, a hokey character. Like, you know, if you called it Grimaces, it, I don't think it would work. Or the other McDonaldland characters. I think they got to stay more true to their brand. It doesn't are you make afraid sense McDonald's, McDonald's to- you, are you afraid McDonald's will go down in quality because of the, uh, the, the, now they're going to put emphasis on these new drive throughs? Is that what you're fearing? If they only, if they were turning their regular McDonald's restaurants into this, I would fear that tremendously at least they're smart enough to spend the money to make it into a spin-off type of thing i think they're just trying to figure out how to nail the beverage market and they haven't done it yet within their own restaurants and it's too lucrative of a business for them to pass up you know what howard in these sort of drive-through coffee type setups they still don't have to have a kitchen if they or you know sell muffins and these little sandwiches and wraps because they the same person who might take your order is microwaving that sandwich and throwing it in your you know through your window i think john (coughs) excuse me i think john doesn't like this because he likes to go into the actual McDonald's and shove people online and box them out. Like, he likes right. the sport of it. And now, if he sits in but his car... But also having his empty burger. And now these things are always going to be prepackaged. 
All right, looky to. Number one, I don't show <laughs> anyone out of the way. I stand online and wait for my, and Howard, you're going to love this. When I'm at the drive through, this is, people are going to hate me for this, but I'll be honest. And I go to get my order. If it's not ready, they'll say, Oh, go pull up to spot number one or go. I, I and I'm like, no, you no won't thanks. pull up. <laughs> no, I'll really? wait for my order. Yeah. Wow. And I what will. do they say to you, sir? You please pull up. Can you move but, along? Uh, they, they say, look, it's going to take a little time. I'm like, well, there's the problem. Right. <laughs> you want it instantly. They don't appreciate that. You know, sometimes if they say, you know, they're short staffed or they have an, I'll, I won't be a complete jerk. Do you drink general, coffee? Do you drink no. coffee? Oh, no, I do well, not. You don't have nothing to worry about. I mean, uh, I don't think, Hey, Ronald McDonald's yeah, on the won't phone. Be up your alley. Hey, Ronald. Hey, hey, John Hine, how about you lighten up, you fatso? <laughs> Ronald, come on. Well, I've supported you. Pounder in your ass. Ronald, I've supported you for years. I, I really don't appreciate that kind of uh, you know feedback coming from you. Here's a note I just got. Our call screener says John Hine once made him go back to McDonald's to return his lunch because a piece of lettuce was on his burger. Dude. Why couldn't you just, wouldn't you just remove the piece of lettuce then make a kid all right. go all the way back? What's that story? Call, I think our call screener might be exaggerating a bit. Well, yeah, I am particular in my order. The order was wrong. I said, hey, take it back and make it right. It wasn't just Jeez. a piece of lettuce. It could have been he like said it was sauce lettuce. or so, it was something that I couldn't just simply remove. He I wouldn't. I see. All right. <laughs> I am else. particular in my order. And I've apologized, by the way, to the call screener for that many, many times. And the call screener was wrong because you're saying it wasn't as simple as removal of lettuce. It was sauce. Correct. If it was something, or if it was cheese that's melted on, I can't just remove that. But if it's a piece right. of lettuce, that I can move. That I don't have an okay. issue. Okay. All right. Fair enough. A good defense. I like it. Hit him with the hind. Anyway, so that's what's going on. But I, I will top this off by saying when I was a coffee drinker, and I do miss it terribly, but I, you know, I had to go off it. The best coffee, hands down. And I like Starbucks, but the best was Dunkin' Donuts. Oh my God. That well, McDonald's makes very good coffee. I would yeah. say close second to, um, Dunkin' Donuts. You still drink coffee? Yeah. You do? Yeah. And you have drunk or drank, you drank the McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts. But yes, you agree I prefer that- Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. But I have had a very nice cup of just plain coffee from McDonald's. And by plain, do you put milk in it? Well, of course I do. No. So I mean, I drink I, my coffee black. I don't care um, how you drink your coffee. Yeah, that's how you know the taste. You start putting, it's like no, John, Sines, no, John Hines no. says with a hamburger, you can't Here's put condiments. Here's how you know. Yeah. If you can put milk in your drink, or whatever you take in your drink, and it enhances the drink. Uh, you know no. the coffee is good. You put no coffee, Wrong. I mean milk, in some coffees, Wrong. they taste like water Wrong. or watered down milk. You Robin, guys, Robin, have, Wrong. Have you ever had a cappuccino? Have you ever? No. There are other things you can do no. with coffee. Coffee that's is a called ice cream. Drink. Cappuccino is ice cream. No, 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 because yeah. I don't get the sweet stuff. It's just Robin, got whipped Robin, wo- uh, milk in it. You're not often wrong, so, but this time you are. You are all wrong. If the coffee, you with black, your black coffee, you with your empty burger is wrong. You're wrong. 
Robin, <laughs> if the if you don't like the core item, everything I got to get out of this conversation. I just have to. You got to you got to help me. All right. You hey, need, thank you, you John. The plane, the, the plane stuff needs to. You're, you're welcome. See you at the drive-through. Right. <laughs> uh, I like my coffee the way I like it. Well, no. Hey, listen. You're entitled. God bless you. Um, what else? I, I know we got to get out of here on time because we all have to oh, get yeah. into the Everybody's city. Everybody's going somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I could end up with, uh, well, maybe I'll end the show. There was a lot of John Hine just now. Holy mackerel. Wow. I love your attacking my love of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> even I don't though even I'm know right, you, I'm wrong. Even though you're right, you're wrong. <laughs> uh, oh, what's the uh, network that's making a John Lennon uh, murder uh tv show that it's called without a trial i got the trailer here i'm against this apple is it apple plus love apple Apple plus they've been doing some good stuff with their tv and i'm a big apple fan i love their phones their ipads their computers i'm i'm all in on apple but jesus don't do a john lennon murder uh it's called without a series yeah i don't know i don't quite this is the trailer but again it gives fame to mark david chapman whose name i don't even like to make you know, I don't even like to say. I don't like to even say the guy's name. The guy's whole plan in killing John Lennon, one of the greatest human beings that ever lived, was that he wanted to be famous. And I'm not sure I like this because it's doing that just that. It's it, it, it's it's like it's a it's a docu series. Well, I don't know how many episodes. Okay. okay, and it's promoting or it's revealing John Lennon's last words. And it features a lot of Mark David Chapman, his confession. And I don't know. It feels exploitive to me. I don't want to hear from this guy. I don't want to make him famous. Is he getting oh. money from this uh, by any chance? I hope not. But here's the trailer. Lennon was walking in. And this kid says, John Lennon. See? John was laying straight out like that. No movement. Nothing. This guy just shot John Lennon. Right? He actually apologized to us. He said, gee, I'm sorry I ruined your night. And I said, you got to be kidding me. You just ruined your whole life. Was somebody working with him? Was it a conspiracy? His intention was to oh, bring God. fame to himself. Was religion a motive? He said, my name is Mark David Chapman. Who cares? He's crazy. My name. See what I mean? I don't like we it. We already Do you know like all that stuff anyway. No. That's right. They just not- re, you know, redid the Zapruder film for JFK and that's in some weird thing. And I'm like, I don't want to watch that. Of course you don't. I told you. John F. Kennedy. I hate, people love conspiracy theories. Lee Harvey Oswald killed him. And I know you go, well, the bullet went in, then it went out and went over around. Dude. If you've ever been around bullets, bullets do strange fucking things. And and you haven't seen a UFO. And fuck Mark David Chapman. That's all, Robin. Thank you. Am I right? Or am I right? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That he's running around and and finding God is ridiculous. Right. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, Mitt Romney. Didn't we hear from you yesterday, Mitt? Senator Mitt Romney, everybody. Uh, Yes, you did. I I didn't know you were coming back on, but okay. Now that you're here, I'll talk to you. Got to end the show. Is he retired already? 
already? Because he seems to have a lot of time on his hands. Yeah, you're, oh. you're not you're not retired yet, right? No, no, I'm just not running for re-election. That's all. But you and, know, I've and, been in government for decades, Howard, and frankly, I've had an assful of this whole fucking clown show. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Well, you said yesterday that now that you're retiring, you can finally be yourself. I mean, in the past, you never would have even said, uh, you know, a fucking clown show. You wouldn't even use the word fuck, you know? Oh, I can do whatever the fuck I want now. Yeah. All, I, I say all of us old fucks should retire. We're falling apart. I spent my last term slipping in Senator Dianne Feinstein's diaper leakage. She didn't even oh, put down a towel after. Just ripping wet shits on the Senate floor like a sick labradoodle. Well, well, I didn't know that. You mean you slipped on Diane Feinstein's shit? Absolutely, several times. Jeez. I, everyone's so old, I don't want to be one of these people. When Reagan's brain turned to pudding, we didn't prod him out to shit his pants on TV. We just hit him in right. a closet and put a sheet over his head so he'd think it was nighttime, like a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> well... You know, you, I gotta say, since you, you know, you're making a lot of sense, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to talk to you now that you can be yourself, you know? Yeah, this is the time in life when I'm supposed to kick back and collect stamps or some shit and await the Grim Reaper's icy embrace. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're honest about that. So you, you think you got, now that you're retiring from the Senate, you'll probably collect some stamps, huh? That sounds pretty. Yeah. Uh, stamps, <laughs> maybe coins will go crazy. Who knows? Well, that's refreshingly honest, I'll tell you. Hey, uh, I meant to ask you yesterday, you were in the news this year for fighting to keep a dress code in the Senate. What was that all about? Yeah, Howard, I thought we should have a dress code in the United States Senate. Fuck me for thinking the leaders of the free world should wear pants. I don't want to look at that Frankenstein John Fetterman in his cargo shorts like a fat dad at a fucking water park. <laughs> right. Did you tell him? Did you go up to John Fetterman and say, please put your pants on? You're goddamn right I did. Wow. Rules are rules, whether you're a normal person or a big lurch-looking motherfucker. Wow. I've never heard... But I, I'll be gone soon, then those piggies can do whatever they want. Turn the Capitol into a Hooters for all I give a shit. So, uh, what are you really going to do now that you're calling it quits? Because, I mean, this is a whole new you. I mean, do you have any plans? Oh, yes. Uh, I'm looking forward to retirement. I've been in this game a long time. I'm ready to spend time with my impossibly white sons. Ben, Josh, Craig, Matt, tag. I mean, seriously, fucking tag. I dare you to find a wider name. It cannot be done. Did your wife name the kids? Because like, you don't even sound like you like the name tag. You don't even like it. Oh, I hate it, but it was her idea. Yeah. And calls the spend... shots. What, did she yeah. run out of ideas? Tag? Tag. <laughs> she she just started saying words at that point. <laughs> and, you, and you're still in love with Anne, your wife, right? Like, you're going to spend more time with her now that you're, you know, that you're retired? Oh, absolutely. Anne told me we can do Mormon anal once I'm out of office. It's just oh. vaginal missionary, but with the lights on. Full eye contact. So hot. What about the, everyone always makes fun of, like, Mormon underwear, special Mormon underwear. You don't wear that, right? Uh, well, if the occasion calls for it, I do. You do. All right, listen, I'm going to let you go because I got to get into Manhattan. Before before I let you go, though, uh, do you, I mean, people love to hear, do you have any family, like, holiday plans? Are you going to do anything over the holidays? Oh, yes, we certainly have Christmas traditions. We're going to celebrate Christmas the Romney way. That's where my family gathers around the fire to sing carols while I fuck myself in the ass with my own dick. <laughs> Deck my hole with my own penis. Fa la 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 la. 
We wow. just love Christmas. This year, I got my wife Anna Tiffany's necklace, and she got me an unconscious drifter to jerk off on. You know, she really gets me. <laughs> wow. You really changed, man. I like Amazing. the new you. Yeah. I mean, where can you find an unconscious drifter to jerk off on? That's pretty pretty nice of her. And right, knows where to get them. I don't know what she does, but she does. Yeah. Wow, lovely woman. Hey, listen, Senator, have a very beautiful holiday. Thank you for knocking on my door. It's uh, I, I find you refreshingly honest, and uh, and I appreciate that honesty. I, I truly do. Okay. Thank you very much. It's good to talk to you, too. And everybody go fuck yourselves. All right. Thank you. That must feel good saying that. Oh, you know, it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, you, know, you know, the senator has always had to behave and say the right thing. Well, he was have... trying to teach those animals some some respect, but yeah. it didn't yeah. work. Yeah. Now <laughs> he can just say, fuck you. He didn't even care if you vote for him. It's great, right? You don't have to say, hey, you're my friend. Vote for me. Oh, I don't have to, I don't have to say shit. It's very freeing. Everybody yeah. can just lick my taint as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. All right. Hey, I'll see you, Senator. Thank you for uh, right, stopping you... by. Okay, bye-bye. You guys take care. Bye. Wow. <laughs> wow. I never dreamed he would actually talk like that. Me neither. I mean, he's a whole different Senator Romney. I, I enjoy his honesty. Very different guy, you know. I thought the way he talked was the real him. No. And now I'm finding out a whole different side. Right. Hi, Kathy. You have the last word. And then uh, we'll end with uh, Pat Monahan's new song written by Fred yeah. about Ralphie Boy. Robin feels it deserves a second play. Hey, now. Hey, now. You have to have Beth on to say goodbye and Merry Christmas to everybody like you usually do since you're heading into the city tomorrow. I'd love to hear. Yeah. From you. Uh, you know, I wanted her to come on. and uh, But you know what? I don't know what she's doing right now. And then... Uh, yeah, she's not available tomorrow. Hmm. She was angry with me last night because uh, I played the tape of her saying Dr. Schlafmitz. And she says I recorded her without telling her. But I did. Oh. We, we listened to it together. I said, you're wrong. I would never do that. That was funny. Yeah. I mean, but then I played it for her and she was okay with it. But she swears she doesn't remember me. Should I ask her if she wants to say something? I mean, I don't know. Well, tell her this is the last opportunity to say something to the audience this year. All right. Here, I'll... Okay, Kathy, I'll text her real quick, see if she's... Sometimes she's real busy. Unlike me. All right, well, th thanks for trying anyway. All right, later. Let me see. Should I call her? Yeah, that'll be quicker. I hate texting. I don't know how anybody enjoys texting. They invented the phone so we could talk to each other, and now people type to each other. It's it's like a backwards movement. We're turning into cave people. I can't stand it. Well, here, I love I can, it. Why can't I just... I know you do. You Every minute you're texting me. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, do you want to come... Uh, some of the listeners are requesting you come on the air and uh, say happy holidays to them. You I, mean, I look terrible, but I'm not going to be on no. camera, right? No, come on down. Okay. When she says she looks terrible, it's believe me. Uh, yeah, I have yet to see that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I haven't seen her look terrible. But, uh, and I sit and go, well, if she thinks she looks terrible, what happens when she looks at me? Oh, here you go again, turning it around. 
Yeah, of course. What else would no, I do? No, not of course. Well, how am I that supposed to stop turning to it around? Deprement. You know she doesn't detriment the way you, uh, whatever I said. <laughs> you know what? We've been on the air too long. Too long. I mean, this is a long show. And we didn't even take it. I think we took one break. It's to your detriment to turn it around because she's not looking at you the way you look at you. Hey, love. Do you want to, uh, first of all... Tell every Can I sit down. I'm yeah. Faint. Oh, I haven't eaten you haven't eaten. She never eats. Good for you, honey. <laughs> I wish I never ate. Hi, Robin. I'm eating Happy so much. Christmas green. Every yes, well, this I woman... was doing that today. Yes, Thank you for I noticing. Oh my gosh, of course. How are you, my love? Hi. By the way, I was telling. I look terrible. <laughs> no, you don't. You look beautiful. <laughs> I was. T- I, I look terrible. I was okay. telling. Oh, I was wow. telling Robin. I got titty this morning. Before uh, I hate when he says that you're titty. you're the one who taught me that word. I never used the word titty, titty in my life. Let me see titty. titty. Who taught me? Let me, me touch that? your titty. Titty. You let, you let what me. do I say? You, no, no. But you did let me touch it this Today morning. Today was a quack, quack. Today was I let you touch titty. Yeah, quack quack. I got. Uh, oh, by the way, I, I listened. To, I, I was listening this morning, and because I wanted to hear Pat Monahan. Yeah. Wow. Wasn't I was upstairs in tears, and then Robin must have had the same reaction as I did because I was so moved by that. Beth, meanwhile, saw Ralph last night in our fireplace. Yes. She did. What? Yeah, she's like Sal now. She's contacting no, the dead. No, 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 what? no. Tell everyone. It was weird. Oh my gosh, it, our yeah. our Walter. He's seventeen or eighteen our years cat old. Walter. And so every moment of his that I find precious, I've been taking pictures of. And he was in front of the fireplace, and he's looking into the fire. And I'm behind him, and I took the picture. And it's one of those, what do you call those fireplaces? A gas the fireplace. gas fireplace. Yeah. So there are flames and there's a beginning and end to the flame. There's a cutoff and above the flame in the picture was Ralph with his sunglasses on in it the flame. Like it, it looked, looked like, like him. him. We I'm, have a picture of it. It looked like him. And I saw yeah. it and I, he's been, he was on my mind so much yesterday because of his love for Christmas. We shared our love for Christmas and I was decorating and so Ralph, I was thinking, I don't like that music, whoever's doing that. <laughs> That's, That's Fred. not Fred, kind. knock it off. This Just is play serious. Quack, quack. Yeah. Um, and I, he was on my mind, especially at that moment. And I'm like, here's Walter, almost 18 years old. He's, I'm thinking of death and it was just overwhelming. And Ralph was in the photo. Robin, I'll send it to you. Wow. Oh my. And maybe you won't see what I saw, but I think you saw it or are you pretending Listen, like I, you saw do it? Do me a favor. Don't send Robin the oh, picture. Oh, jeez. Okay. But, uh, okay. you know. <laughs> um, can I tell the story of when I was at his apartment? Which story? The the box above. The box. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Just in in yeah, just by the a way, sweet Ralph. The story. reason the reason Beth wasn't on the air the morning Ralph died, uh, she ran over to his apartment with to collect uh, his valuables for his for mom his, and his sister. Yeah, okay. Um which by the way, thank you. So I was with his wonderful neighbor slash really close friend, Steffi and Martin, um, who were with me and we were going through things. It was very emotional. It was very it was difficult because he was obviously just there and then he wasn't. And it was just his bed was unmade and it was just um, very hard. And so it was a couple hours in where both where all three of us are exhausted and I'm in his bedroom and I see a box right above the shelf of his bed. And it says Christmas. And I'm like, 
oh boy, you know, we haven't come across any like naughty boxes or anything that you're, you know, that everybody has something personal that they would never want anybody to see. And yeah, I'm Beth thinking, wanted to clear out anything that might be embarrassing yeah. for Ralph. And yet there really and wasn't I, anything. And I was but, like, yeah. Christmas, right above the bed where you could, you could reach it if you're on your tippy toes, if you're standing on his bed. And I'm staring at that box. I'm like, I do not want to look at them in that box for the life of me. I know that there's something weird in there. So we're, it's the end of the day. And I said, I'm going to go into that box because God forbid the movers come and there's something really weird in there. So I go on my tiptoes on the bed and I'm jumping up to get the box. And I'm like, what is going to follow? What's going to happen? And I grabbed the tip of the box and it completely opened and fell on my head. All the contents of the box. And thank, thankfully, it was a Christmas wreath hanging above my, uh, around my neck from the box. So, oh, wow. Ralph really truly had above he, his bed. He loved Christmas, Christmas, um, ornaments and decorations. And I was so, so happy to see that it was truly the Christmas decorations. So and I my, think of him all the time when I'm decorating. And my boy loved figurines. He had some collection of figurines. I didn't even realize how extensive it was. Can but, I tell uh, my idea, or should we wait on that? Um, well, that's a good idea, and the yeah, family wants it. I wonder it. what Robin thinks of this. I was going to run it by her. Um, so in Ralph's in Ralph's apartment, I'm talking about the most intricate displays of figurines, beautifully displayed. <laughs> I'm not going to rag on oh, it, just because right. he took it very seriously, and it was a passion of his. Full collections, like you would not believe in every corner, every nook. There's lights on different collections. I'm only laughing because it was so. Well, Beth's never seen anything yeah, like this. Yeah, it was before. just, I was, yeah. it was mind blowing to see every, all of these figurines. And, um, <laughs> so what I was thinking <laughs> that in, instead of just giving them away or donating them or just giving them to friends, what if we collected them all and keep them kind of in their in their little displays and put them up for auction and then the it could benefit his his family and his celebration of his life party that his sister is going to have for him i feel that the fans and people it's so great you know what's so great about it that's i think it. i think that's a great idea I do. You do. Yes, I do, and I think we'll make I that happen. I do too. I think you it do, would Robin? make Ralph very happy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what made me laugh though? Really hot chicks are never around action figures, and they don't. You know, they they just don't. And Beth's had a blessed life. She's very good looking. So when she walked into the apartment, she's never so, seen these things. No, she she's like 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 she wouldn't know. She was like, well, I don't understand. There was a Muppet hanging from the ceiling that scared the crap out of me. Just right. you walk in and there's like yeah. this furry thing hanging off of the ceiling, but it's probably a real Muppet. Well, from- we knew a girl that dated Ralph. She she got into the apartment. She ran out. Right, yeah. she head for the hills. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was so fun. But Ralph Ralph loved these action figures. So it'll be nice. It'll be nice. We'll sell them and then the money goes so stay tuned so maybe after the new year we can um direct people to view the auction and maybe make some money for his family that could definitely use it like all the guys that beth ever dated in her life were the type of guys that would throw guys who had action figures in a locker and lock them in there yeah 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 yeah, so (laughs) (laughs) it's unbelievable by the way oh so you heard the ralphie song I did. Yeah, yeah. He did a great job, Pat Monahan. Yeah, I'm where Fred can too. people hear it over again? I'm going to play it again. Oh, okay. And then on the app, too, oh, of course. Oh, gotcha. Of course. Everyone yeah. who has the app can yeah. play this stuff all they want.
Yeah. But it was really nice. Wow, um, how nice of Pat to do that. Really nice. Did you did you hear Pat gave a shout out to your brother? Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> you weren't I thrilled. <laughs> thrilled with that. You, my you brothers think, are so gross. You think my humor is childish. Your brothers, I know, your I whole know. family is like that. I know. I mean, except your mom. Except for Judy. Right. You're, but, you know, your brother requested that we bring back anal. Oh, right. Part. I heard it the oh, first okay. time. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you're always uh, uplifting. People are looking for your holiday message. Do you have one? My holiday message is to love the people that are, you're with, embrace them, just appreciate them, tell them you love them. Because you never know when you're not going to see that person ever again. Yeah, you never know when you're going to see them in the fireplace, if you know what I mean. Are you making fun of that? No. no. You never know it, when you're going to see them in the fireplace. It, yeah. That's not nice. When someone dies. You and, don't see them. I you don't had see a them moment in person. and I was sharing it with you. And you know what? what? Next time I'm no. not going to share no. that with you. You know I said it looked like Ralph. No, you- I did. It did look like Ralph. I'm going to send it to Robin. <laughs> I don't like you. I love, I you. love you, but I don't no, like you. No, I love you so much. Please, don't don't even... I know Bill Maher doesn't like when I say I love you, but I really do. I adore you, everything about you. And you know what? I love how much you've been helping Ralph's family. And, yes. uh, you know, they live out of state. So and, appreciated, yeah. Well, he yeah. was our family. He was, he was like a brother to me. He was... Like a son to you. <laughs> he was, yes, a very needy son. He, no, he, he was like a brother. I have memories of Ralph. He would come over once or twice a week um, in your closet. And he would, after or before, uh, he would come into my closet without knocking. <laughs> and you'd be naked. <laughs> sometimes, but it, for some reason. No, not naked, but sometimes in my underwear and tank top, whatever. And I would quickly put clothes on. And we would just talk. And he'd look at my clothes and my bags and we he was so into fashion i mean just like the first night that we met he we talked about fashion and shopping and we would just spend hours and i just i he was such a comfort to me when i saw him he made me smile he made me happy he was a joy and a pain in the ass but such a joy you know when we found out ralph was dead beth and i looked at each other and it took us you talk about shock we couldn't put our head around it but the first thing you said to me is, "I'm. I want to. I want to help." Well, I, I wanted to. I wanted to. Yeah. Um, be, I wanted to help his mom and his sister because I know he didn't have a lot of family, and right. I wanted to do something for him that that would help him. You're a good friend. Well, you really are. Ralph was a good friend to me too, and I just feel blessed that he was in our lives. Yeah, I really do. I miss him. I miss the, I I just can't believe he's not here. Anyway, I didn't want to bring such sadness to the show at the end. Just again, just my, go ahead. I can play the Ralph song. I'll play it now. (sighs) I got to get into the city. No, you don't go. I have to. Sad, be here with me. Uh, Yeah, but I don't, but I don't want to leave the house. Don't leave me. Well, I got work. This, this work of mine. I mean, uh, the people need me. I'm torn. I sacrifice. You know, Robin, I'm, I'm, no wonder I came in number one on the Howard 100 list. Who voted? Yeah. How are you number one? Um, I voted. Oh, oh, yeah. this is your list? Well. You're well, number one on your was, list? The staff actually put it together and they, they knew I They thought you would be number one? Yeah, because I never get to be, uh, you know, on anyone's list. You're my number one. Thank you, sweetheart. Always. And, uh, yeah, all right, so I'm going to play the Ralph song. I think you said some beautiful things about Ralphie Boy. Yeah, I think it's a perfect way to go into right. it. Again, written by Fred. I know, Fred. It's amazing. Congrats. Just really great stuff. And sorry for your loss, too. 
Oh, you too. All and, of us. And, uh, and Pat Monahan. Here he goes. Goodbye, my dear friend Ralph. Goodbye. Goodbye, my dear friend Ralph. Goodbye. I'll never feel the same about anyone again. Goodbye, my dear friend Ralph, goodbye. Nothing in the world is ever certain. How could it be? Never believed that what we had would ever die. Yesterday, your essence sailed away into the silent, holy night. Goodbye. It really got you, huh? I'm gonna go. But it's, 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 I love you. But I love you too. But that was beautiful. It was so beautiful. Jeez, that's all upset now. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Boy, he did a great job with that. Yes, he. Oh, beautiful voice. So much feeling in it, as you said, and. uh Fred, you wrote just beautiful lyrics. You just upset my wife, Fred. Just left here in complete tears. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Nah, quack, you did a great job. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Quack quack. I quack quack. All right, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Do a nice little trip. Oh, I got to end the show on total wine. Oh, okay. Ah. <laughs>